go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. up everybody happy thursday friday eve hanging out with you we are where'd you come from hi hi derek uh stuck up on you boom we are sports take jacob sports youtube network derek gunn rob ellis uh barrett at some point not really sure uh hanging (laughs) with you (laughs) ex-football mentality yes keeps us on our toes you never quite know what uh what's going to go on but we got a big one today for you uh derek we'll get to the phillies in a second talk phillies we will talk Eagles. We're going to look at Jalen Hurts' first six games in the offense, the defense through six games, and the, the new guys, what they've done, and what some of the veterans who have been here, how they're playing thus far. Uh, ben Simmons had his debut last night with the Nets. We will go through that as well. Certainly a lot to dive into at 1 ben o'clock. <laughs> ben, some guy, Ben Simmons. At oh, 1 o'clock, oh. Keith Pompey from the Philadelphia Inquirer will be joining us. We will oh. preview tonight's home over. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Right on. Uh, not quite right on top, but he's here. He's here. <laughs> Some way. Hi, Barrett. <laughs> he's muted and late. That is a oh, tough combination. Wow. Today, man, I got, uh, I'm getting called into duty tomorrow, man. I got a game tomorrow. So, yeah. Oh, oh, no, a game on, on Saturday. So, there you I'm, go. Who's your, who's your call? Uh, UCF um, at, uh, at ECU. Okay. Okay. Uh, I love UCF's quarterback uh, for what it's worth. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did a game for him last year. Yeah. Right. John uh, Rice Plumley. Well, you know, how do you call this stuff? I don't know. John Rice Plumley. <laughs> he will be drafted. Where up with this Plum's stuff? a big dude, too. He's like a lefty, too. He, he's tough. Anyway, hey, so- just, I, I tell you guys all the time, left-handed people are the only people in their right minds. Oh, God. Just remember that. Here we go. <laughs> Right here, baby. That's right. Yes. Power to the left-handers. Yes. That's right. There you go. Um, so, uh, hi, everybody. We hope you're good. I hope I see everybody in the chat section. I'm going to really reel them off. Richard, Rome, Showtime, Jeremiah, Daz, Gigi, Anthony, David, Alexander. What's up, guys? And I see everybody in the, uh, in the stream, everybody uh, listening. We appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out with us today. As I mentioned, Keith Pompey at 1 o'clock. Eagles coming up in a little bit. Bummer, bummer, late afternoon, early evening yesterday, guys, with the Phillies. Uh, yeah. Jumped out, 4 nothing lead. 
impressive. You could have put a stranglehold on this series, man. And you absolutely not just opened the door. You you gave that team life. They woke up in a big way yesterday. Okay, stop right there. Because um, as I'm watching this game unfold and as I'm watching it unravel, the first thing that came to my mind is this game is very similar to how the Padres jettisoned the Dodgers from the playoffs. So I said to myself, I want to tap into Rob Ellis, not the objective analyst. I want to tap into Rob Ellis, the Philadelphia Phillies fan who has a lifetime worth of history with this team, who has watched and studied this team ride that proverbial roller coaster all of 2022. See, when I watch this game, I've been here 25 plus years, but I'm watching this game more objective. And, uh, and, and I'm looking at certain situations because I've had a chance to see the Padres play a lot. And obviously we've seen the Phillies play a lot. So my perspective of the game will be different from yours. So I, I tap into you, old sage of wisdom, not as an analyst, but as a fan watching that game. All right. So I never, by the way, good morning uh, and afternoon, Mama Brooks. So let me just say that. Hey, Mama, Mama Brooks in the house. So all right, all right, uh, I never, ever... Until it's like 13 to one count a game as being over. So I was never in the mode of this game's over because the Phillies scored early. There was tons of baseball. So let me just start there. This was not a, everything's fine. I don't even need to pay attention to this. Like I was still, I actually had a bad feeling to tell you the truth. I had a feeling the Padres were going to come back in the game. Here's for a couple reasons. One, and I can't stand Blake Snell generally, but I'll give him this. Wait, what did Blake do to you? I just don't like. I don't like. I don't like the his whole aura. I don't like him. I don't what? like him. What? I never have. Him. No, uh, and I, I think he's an overrated pitcher because he never goes deep in games ever. And even by the standards of this day and age, he doesn't go deep. But anyway, um, I give him this. Now I'm going to give him a little little props here. He didn't come apart at the seams where other pitchers might have. Like he in had a second. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of dinks and dunks, and his fielders let him down. And he didn't. He didn't implode. That, to me, showed some character on his part, and I think the team sort of followed his lead in that sense where they didn't panic. The Padres did. So I didn't think the game was over, all right? So that that for starters. But what happened was, and this is, you know, from a Philly sort of fatalist standpoint, which you're, you're tapping into here, Derek. You went from, I really believe, like, having them teetering on the brink of destruction, the Padres, to now feeling good. Here's why I say that. Yes, you go back to Philly for three, but the Phillies pitching situations are very much up in the air right now. I mean, yep. you throw in Suarez tomorrow, which he didn't look good his last outing. And, you know, in either way, he's probably not going deep. So you're going to be heavy into your pen tomorrow. Game four on Saturday, we, we don't know what that's going to look like. That could look like Syndergaard starting. It may be Eflin. Yep. I, I, I wouldn't, I, you know, I wouldn't discount either. If the Phillies lose, you bump Wheeler up a day. Well, you know, discount. you're going to have to do that. It's, 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 you're going all in. I mean, of course, that goes without saying. Well, well, um, not to cut you off while you are in your sports fandom dissertation, which I've been waiting to see. But, <laughs> but, but um, the manager came out and said the game four starter may be somebody different, which means I don't think it'll be Syndergaard, which I'm happy about. Is it falters? I mean, obviously, we're looking further down the road. Who could that game four starter be? I, you know, I talked to. Uh, I think it I might be Eflin. Ben, yeah, Eflin. Okay, 
I think it might be Eflin. Now it's not like Syndergaard stunk. He didn't. He didn't stink. No, but I don't. I don't trust him. Not in a situation like this. Not 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 tapping the rubber to start a game. No, no, no. You know, but see, I, I talked to Ben yesterday, and Ben was kind of leaning towards Falter. He was kind of leaning towards. Him. He's leaning towards Falter. Look, yeah. that wouldn't uh, shock me. Um, that's putting that young man in a huge situation. That's yeah, where my, you, that, that's where you get cojones, man. That's where, you, that's, that's where you get a name for yourself. This is what you want as a young player. You do, but that's my point. There's so much uncertainty yeah. right now for the next yeah. two games. Where if you went in 2-0, you're like, all right, figure it out. Like if Suarez isn't, you know, whatever, and you can kind of piecemeal yeah. it, whatever. It, it's it's just a shame that it was a real blown opportunity. Now you could tell Nola wasn't dominant Nola that we saw the last three outings. He was right. he he was okay, you know, whatever. Um he couldn't put guys away the way he was, you know, previous mm-hmm. outings, the way he was able to the previous outings. And, and that really hurt them. And here's the other thing, you know, the offense, which got a little fortunate in that when they put up that four spot, other than resetting that home run disappeared. You left yeah, Harper stranded right. in the sixth yep. after a leadoff yep. double Harper's out of his mind right now, by the way. Uh, but you left him stranded and you did nothing. And, and, you know, there's so many different things that you can look at from from the game and, and so many moments. And certainly Noel is going to get like the focus, the focus of the ire from Phillies fans. And I get it. They were three for 11 with runners in scoring position. Yep. Let me ask so, you this, man. Yeah. Just 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 like in, in the fourth. I mean, they, they had scored two or three runs mm-hmm. with no outs. Yep. With men in scoring positions. Yeah. You know what I mean? I see this team – Still winning this series, even after even after the loss yesterday. Oh well, yeah. Listen, I'm not I'm not telling you. Look, I feel kind of eh right now. I'll be honest with you. Like I don't feel really confident, but I don't feel bad. You, look, the bottom line is you're coming back from from two on the road and you split. That should be good. And right. some of this is I'm just still you know kind of reeling from yesterday a little bit. If I if you step away, it's good. If you split, you'll take that any time. I just wish you were set up a little bit better. Like the guy who's going for the the Padres tomorrow, Musgrove, yep. is nasty. Yes, like, he is. You know, his, his two starts ago against the Mets, he went seven innings, gave up one hit, no runs. Now, he wasn't great, uh, and he pitched well against the Dodgers, too. So his two starts in the postseason have been really good. When he faced the Phillies, it was June 23rd. That's a long time ago, but Phillies did a nice job against him. Six hits – I'm sorry, six innings, seven hits, six runs, two home runs off. So at least they have that in the back of their mind. They feel pretty good about that. But he's an established, real good pitcher compared to just – with the Phillies you you basically let you basically let a a San Diego team that was emotionally deflated out of the grave you let them out of the grave you almost you about to take the shovel and put a little dirt on them you let them out of the grave when when Nola gave up those back-to-back homers to Drury and Bell on consecutive pitches I said and, and honestly said here we go again you know, and, and it's my here we go again is based on watching what the Padres did to beat the Dodgers. And I'm saying, here we go again. Mm-hmm. See, uh, uh, everything I watched on the pregame show leading up to the first pitch of the game was Aaron Nola loves to pitch in warm weather. It's 91 degrees here, first pitch in San Diego, set up perfectly. And of course, they jump out. Soto drops their fly ball in right field. Thank you, son. He yeah. drops the fly ball. And I'm thinking, you know, Mojo's on the Philly side right now. Four right. nothing. I'm like, that's a pretty good lead. Well, we should have scored as, on that too, but you know, I agree. Yeah. Whether to yeah. tag agree, up, Barrett. whether yeah. not to tag up, 
Yeah, that, that's that's tough, man. That's, that's it is. It tough. is. That's, it is. That's, it is. That's you can't kill right because you don't know. You don't know. You know. You don't know on a play like that. You have to go halfway. Yes. And you have to be cautious because he could have could have caught and doubled him up. You don't know. Yep. You yep. can't fault him for that. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. But Aaron Nola was not the same Aaron Nola, and you could tell. But you know, after those two home runs, even when it was four to two, I'm thinking, I'm watching him go corner to corner on the play. I'm saying, this is not the same Aaron Nola for whatever the reason may be. And then when his brother gets the RBI single, I said, and, and I said, I'm sitting up. To, I'm, you know what? The bottom's about to fall out. Sure yep. enough, Padres just went crazy. Now, the psyche of the game is that you come back here 0-2, the Padres have to be thinking, look at what they did to the defending world champions when we got them in our backyard. How they That's them it ice. right there. That is it right there. But now the psyche changes. Number one, we beat their best, second-best pitcher. Number two, we can hit this team. We're not going to see Wheeler for a few days. We right. can hit this team. Yeah, I ain't afraid of Suarez, Falter. Syndergaard, whoever they put on the There's mound. a chance they may not see Wheeler if they come in here and rip three off. Now, that's, I, that's fatalist. I, don't I get think it. That's, yeah. Come on. And you know what? I'm going to tell you this. They're still going to win it here at home. They'll they're win. They're going to get two. They're they're gonna, they're gonna, see, that's the problem. Padres only need one to get back home. They only need one. true. To get yeah. back home. Hey, he, look, I, I, let, me go, let, me, let, me, let me go to the Phillies' positive side. Two, two things that are really positive. One, you, you took one on the road, which means you, you, you took back the home field advantage. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that's huge. You can't underestimate that. The other thing is, if we go back to the Atlanta series, they lost a heartbreaking game too at Atlanta. Yeah, Jerry Hoskins had the error. You know, we all know what happened. So yep. they they can draw on that yep. experience. Exactly. And Thompson said after the game, Thompson said the exact same thing happened last series. We lost Apple. game two. It was Absolutely. a tough, tough game. Look at how we responded. So I, I and I think he's great with that. Like he is not. You guys know the best thing about him is that's gone. Like uh, even Keel, he one. is. Yeah. yeah, three games yeah. at home. Our crowd is going to be a bunch of crazy. Oh, it's going to be lit. I mean, it's going to be insane. Come on, man. Three at home, baby. Yeah. Three at home. They don't even make it back to uh, San Diego. I hear that, you. Man. I'm, I'm I'm hoping that is the case. But as I said prior to that game too, eventually Soto's going to wake up. Yeah, and he ripped that double down the right field. Well, Machado line. woke up too. Well, well you know, oh my goodness, Machado. Yeah. See those two. Yeah. Come on, guys. You guys got to be think. You got you guys got to be you know more enthusiastic in, in as far as them going out and winning this man. They're gonna win this, bro. Look, There's I think no it was, they could win, they could win it in five, six, or seven. I'm not saying they they're not gonna win the series. I'm just saying the mojo, the the, the psyche now is completely different compared to coming back home 2-0 compared to one and one, as you yeah. just said. That's yeah. it right there. They but went from it. they went from on the ropes to feel now now San Diego San Diego is gonna flip it to their side and say, yeah. hey. We got some mojo now. We just won the last game that was played. I forget the first game. We won the last game that was played. That's how they'll view it. Phillies will view it as we got one there. I mean, it's, right, just, right. it's all the, the right. psychological See, this, game. This, right. this is psychological. I'm thinking like this. Okay, we're back at home. Our heavy hitters kind of led the way this last game. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to get our heavy hitters, and now we're going to get the kids in there too. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the veerling step up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Guys like that, you know, bombs going to bombs going to step up. Mm-hmm. The guys in the in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the um, second half, of the, you know, in the later half of the of, of lineup, are going right. to step up. So they're going to score more. They see the lead. They see what they need to do by following what their their um, their big guns did last game. Man. Yeah. So they're going to say, "All right, we need to step up." Also, the glass is half full, guys. Come on, guys. Let me pour more in a Barrett's glass real quick. Harper's out of his mind right now. Like, right. I, don't think, I don't think that no, stops no in front of a home no. crowd. No, like, he's going to. No. 
he's going to keep it rolling. Maybe that home run, even though it wasn't enough in that game yesterday, gets Hoskins going here a little bit more, you know? So I think they're – Two things you can glean. Uh, but see, I like to I like to I like to play the other side of the fence because I want to see your emotion, your adrenaline rush. Okay. <laughs> so if I'm the Padres now, again, I'm going back to the Padres. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking this. We beat the Mets in New York. We beat them seven to one, six to nothing. We beat two of the best pitchers in the game in New York. Mm-hmm. We beat the Dodgers in four games. We won three straight over the Dodgers after giving up the first game. We beat them three, and we beat them in low-scoring affairs, 5-3, 2-1, We beat the Dodgers at their best. We put aside two 100-win teams. Mm-hmm. Now, we got a bigger task now. We got to go into Philly because now the, co- the complexion changes. It's not just two games. It's possible three games in Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, see, that's, see not, a, that's not a – that's not – to me, you've had your Super Bowl. Possibly, you know what I'm saying. But you got look at look at what we've done. Also, I, I we beat a hundred win team. I we agree. Beat, well, that's it's that Barrett exactly. The the Phillies I beat agree. the champs. I agree. Beat the champs. champs. I agree. I'm not yeah. disagreeing with you. I'm just playing yeah. both sides of the fence. Don't yeah. play both sides of the fence. Get on my well, side no. of the fence, man. <laughs> no, I can't do that. That's too easy. But I, I, one other thing I want to bring up: if you are just a baseball fan, enjoy watching Machado play shortstop. Yes. There's no better fielder playing that position. Well, what a third, third, yeah, but yeah. I mean third base. But he's all he's in, he's at short a lot with the shift. That but. dude is a human vacuum. Yeah. I mean, you talk about technically sound arm strength. The this double dude, play was was a thing of perfection. What what yesterday? Yeah, play, he, he he played on the shift. They're on the shift. I know. And he gets in and throws a dart off. I'm like, Jeez. yeah. Yeah. But he's been doing that his whole career. That's and, their, I, and that's the Padres' advantage. Yeah. You didn't see it early yesterday, with the obviously with the sun, and, and there was a lot that happened. But that's where they have an advantage. They're a better fielding team. But that you know what? But the Phillies have been dealing with that all year. They've overcome oh, it all no, year. I know. Bro, they're, they're coming up here. Standing. It's going to be cold. They're, they're used to sunny California. It's going to be cold up here. They're not going to want to go outside. How many, how many day games are there in Philly? The, just one? Uh, I think it is just one. It's just, just Sunday. One day game? Just Sunday. Yeah, so, so it's gonna Sunday, be cold out well, there. Was well, Saturday sixty nine, Sunday's in the mid sixties. Yeah, so you're the way the schedule plays out here. Yeah. Uh, you have a night game tomorrow, seven thirty, seven forty five Saturday, two thirty seven on Sunday. That's the three games. So seven thirty seven, basically seven thirty, seven thirty, two thirty seven. We're used to this. Uh, we're okay. built for this. Okay. You know, okay. so we're built for this. It's not hitting season here. Right. You know, what I'm saying right. you got to go out there and play here. So I'm just saying, man, it's just. Playing in front of our crowd, I told you I was at the Wells Fargo and heard everybody at that game. Oh yeah, from across the street. That's how oh, yeah. loud it was. It's going to yeah. be electric, electric. See, that's what I wanted to do: stoke the emotion of Barrett <laughs> Brooks and Rob Ellis. Well, I think I got I, exactly what I wanted. I was very torn when that game was like. Like I'll put it to you this way: uh, like I said, I I didn't take it for granted, so I'm not shocked the Padres came back. But I was. I'm trying to be practical and saying the Phillies took game one, and that's all you really hope for when you're you're in a series when you're the underdog. Is the Absolutely. But I didn't like some of the things that took place yesterday that kind of woke the Padres up a little bit. But then yeah. again, you know, here's the thing. You, you have, you're going to have a ro- – like they think what they heard in San Diego was loud. This mm-hmm. is going to be a madhouse. Okay. Yep. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, whoa. So, so they get the tailgate. 
Oh God, they're forget tailgating. It. Yeah, they're going to be. They'll be down there tomorrow at seven a.m. Like, they, they, they forget it. You guys know we've all lived it. How many times, Derek, over the over twenty five years, did you and I pull up on a Monday? Oh my goodness! At, at nine a.m. for a Monday night football at the Wells Fargo Center, and they were they were already out there. This is back when you could get in at any time. Now there's restrictions. Yeah. Bro, yep. it was last You know it. You you walk through Sunday that night. craziness every day, de- every game. Bro, this last Sunday night. I had to get there two hours, I mean three hours before the game, because I had to do my post game. And I'm and I'm and I'm I, as soon as I pull in, there are people around my car. I'm like, yo, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and yeah. then when I finally park, I'm trying to take my stuff out. They are man. They, here, here, hey, come take a shot with me, bro. Uh, uh, fired, man. Hey, Gunner, Gunner, you want so something off the grill? Yeah. Early, I got I got some... shrimp over here. I got oh, yeah. I got I got lobster. <laughs> just just take a shot with me. Oh yeah. That is the best. Like people want to feed yeah. you. They want, you know, they want yeah. to get drinks with. It's it's unbelievable, man. It's I unbelievable. had to take one though. The, 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 the one wasn't gonna hurt me. You know, yeah, one's just gonna get you. So I took me one. I took one and and went with it. The craziest scenario is when you have the cross reference, when you have a football game and a baseball game at the same time. The congestion trying to get in there, um, to try to walk and weave your way through the crowds. Um, and oh my goodness. And when those games end, here's the worst when you have two day games and that evening there's a big concert in the Wells Fargo Center. So you're trying to get out and a whole nother wave of people are coming in. Yeah, that's you're right. It was even crazier. And look, I I don't expect uh, the link to be sold out, but FYI and Barrett, if you're headed down there, the Temple Owls play tomorrow night at the link. Yes. And the Phillies play at Citizens Bank Park. So yes, tomorrow the South Philly traffic flow will be pretty freaking crazy, man. I will just tell you that. Barrett, you might want to do the show from, from the, from the office. Well, you know, I don't got my ticket, but I gotta fly out. Uh, I gotta fly out tomorrow, tomorrow evening. Ooh, and you gotta you gotta get to the airport after that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, do you have to do your show in studio tomorrow? Of course. And you gotta try to get out of that mess and go to the airport. What time's yeah. your flight, man? I haven't, I haven't got, I, bro. I just got off the phone. Give, with him. give yourself oh a little window. Goodness. Give yourself I just gotta, a little I had to. Hey, hey, I gotta go. I gotta do this show. I'm yeah. telling the guy, the guy. I gotta get off and get on the show. <laughs> 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 oh man! You know, yeah. The good the good thing is the airport's only five miles away from the from the Wells yeah, Fargo. Right. That is real nice. But the, the bad, bad thing, thing is I can't just leave my car. There, there you like go. We used to do that. We used yeah. to leave our car. We used to we used to park our car, and you know it'd be, it, it would have um, right there at the office. Yeah, yeah. And have so, a cab come in. Right. right. And just take. Wait, you can't do that anymore. I'm not going to leave it there with the game and all that stuff there. Why not? I would. Why would you? Just think I should. Absolutely. Yeah, Get I you a cab right. or an Uber? Are you kidding me? Yeah, Barry, that's probably your move, man. You right. don't, don't try to drive any, your yeah, car because you don't deal you with any car to airport too. Yeah, that's I mean, but, but how do they get in? How do they get in when they're um when you got games there? Here's what you need to do. You FYI. tell security to let them you in. Tell security that yeah, you're okay. leaving your car there. Do not just leave it there without telling them. Right, real real inside stuff here. But yeah, and make sure security has your car keys. Yes, Correct. so they can move Correct. around. Yeah. They have to move yeah. it because of a, if there's a flyers get whatever. Just, or they might have anyway. that race course. Right. You, know, you know they do that race course with the yes. cars. Yeah, yeah, car yeah, dealerships. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, you're talking about you're talking about somebody for 23 years. I have a master's degree in knowing how right. to park my car, <laughs> get a cab. I, as a matter of fact, I use the same cab company all the time for so many years. Hey Gunner, how many cabs do you need this time? I mean, because I had a crew of four. Yeah, and with all the equipment Uber. we would yep. travel with travel yep. with. Sometimes we needed two cabs. Yeah. I'd have them there six in the morning, seven in the morning, in the afternoon. Didn't make a difference. They knew how to get in there. And all we had to do was to tell security. Security tells the gate, the people at the gate, 
to let them in. Now that's going to be a little different because of your time frame, your window. If yes. I were you, I would consider Uber more so than a cab because Uber wants their money. The drivers want their money right now. You right. See what I'm saying? They will, they will, they will comb the earth to find a way to get in there. Okay. Uh, whereas a cab, a cab is trying to make as much money as they can. You're, you may be number five in line because they got a whole load of people that they're getting from the airport, which will prolong your stay at that office. Uber is the best shot. I'm telling you right now. Take it from take it from Sensei D Gun when it comes to traveling from, <laughs> I, I, I from Wells Fargo right. Center to the airport. As many days I've been in your hip pocket rolling. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you. All right, enough, <laughs> enough of Barrett's uh, transportation talk here. Right, uh, right, right. So uh, two two things. Two guys you got to get going offensively. Real Muto's got to get going. Yeah, Segura's got to get going. Yes, those two yes. have to get going. It can't just be the Harper show. He's got to get some help here. You know, from these guys. Yeah, Schwarber's done to say Hoskins. Him too. Yeah, I mean, I'll give him a little bit of love because he hit the home run yesterday. But I, really, all three of them need to need to yeah. step up and help him. So, you know? do you play Stott this game? Uh, Musgrove's a righty. Yes, yes. Stott would okay. start for me. Stott would start for me. Um, I think you'll see Marsh in center field. I think you'll see Stott at shortstop. It'll be the first, very, the same lineup you had in game one. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be my guess. Same exact lineup. So they they need to look. Just ride that wave, man. They they did a great job of it against Atlanta, riding the emotion at home. And and really, here's what this comes down to: Suarez has got to be good, and he's got to get him a little bit of depth. He's got to get him to about the fifth. That's well, all know, I'm asking. I don't need right, much more. Right, right. You know, the good thing is the bullpen. By the way, I don't I don't need to see any more Brad Hand. Bye bye. I knew he was gonna say it. I Goodbye. knew it was coming. I Get knew out. It was coming. Get out, Brad Hand. Joe, Joe, Rob Thompson. No more Brad Hand. No more yeah. Brad Hand. Period. In any sort. Well, we've been saying that. We've been saying that since. Yeah, what? he's cooked. He's cooked. Seen that since June. Yeah, he's got nothing. That was ridiculous too. Like, stop the bleeding a little bit, dude. Don't just right. pour gas on the fire. You hit right. Cronenworth. It, it was awful. Awful. What? What? He? I mean, that that the way that inning went down was. Uh, I, I mean. You think about it, even after this is what I was waiting on right here. This is what I was waiting on, Rob. I, I was surprised you didn't come to it earlier. All right, I'm sorry. So let me get to it. All right. So <laughs> Phillies are up four two, bottom of the fifth. Nola, eh, at that point. Kim gets a single to lead it off. Two batters later, you know, he had his brother 0-2. He had his brother 0-2. And his brother gets the big hit, which which makes it four three. And then all of a yep. sudden, man, it the, the the place is awake. They're oh the Padres are awake. Here we go. Pro far single. Soto finally wakes up. Boom, double. Ball was crushed. Now it's 4-4. So he lifts him. Now, I can't kill Thompson for taking him out because it was clear no, Nola was on no. the ropes. Yeah. Hand comes in. I think he had Cronenworth at two strikes and hits him with that big looping crap that he throws. That hits him. And then and then Drury, who's, you know, okay, he crushes one and it's 6-4. And then Bell, who was awesome yesterday. <laughs> And then it's seven four. See, I love Rob the fan. Right. A lot of times, even more so than Rob the the uh, even keel analyst. Right. Because look, his blood's boy. Look at that I Irish am. blood. I'm, I now I'm fired. Look at his face. Look yeah, at his face. He, not, he, he wants to good. fight now. You know. He, now he, I don't he, feel good again. Now uh, I'm see, like, <laughs> you know he's bad when he just goes. Uh. Yeah, I can't even. <laughs> you said you said hand with that looping crap he throws. 
<laughs> this is how bad I was last night. I couldn't even watch the ALCS. I'm like, I can't watch this. I watched oh, I love NBA. That game. You I didn't get watch away it? from baseball. I was so annoyed. Are you serious? Yeah, I was so annoyed. I had to get away oh, from baseball. Oh, that was a great game. The Astros Yankees game. Great game. I know. It was. I, look, I love watching Verlander pitch. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but I, I was having a tough time. I was having a tough time last well, night. Well, guys, you know, I'm just, realistically, you know, I know they're not going <laughs> to go three straight here, but um, I, I, I really do think they take two here. Yeah. They get back, They, you know, they get back to, to San Diego and they win the first game. Yeah, it, because game six and seven if, are – If Wheeler's, are, are if Wheeler's Wheeler pitching. Nola, Wheeler Nola, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You, I mean, you're going to have to. You got to pull out all the stops. If you, I mean, if you only got to throw them for four innings, just throw them for four innings. But you got to get this the, – the, the first one – in San Diego, just get that one and we're good to go. No, I, we're gonna take two here. We're gonna Barrett, take two here. I, I agree. I, I think you're right on. Honest to God. I think I look, I can very much see that scenario where, right, where right. the Phillies, you know, play it out in six. Um and you just I, go, actually go, 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 go. Wheeler Wheeler would go Sunday. I'm sorry. Wheeler would go here on Sunday. My bad. And Nola would be game six out there. Sorry about that. Yeah. So so Rob, um if See, I don't like when he does way. this right here. I, I hate when he does this. Well, he's, trying look, to, he's trying to look, Woody Woodpecker me. Right. He's no, trying to, no, he's no, trying this, to ease no, it on you. No, he's no. trying to ease it on you right now, but yes. he's easing it on you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. All right, because I'm looking at Rob's blood boiling after game two, okay? <laughs> and we've talked about all these positive scenarios for the Phillies, and yeah. rightfully so. Yeah. But what if the Phillies somehow, someway, drop two out of three here? What's your weekend going to be like? Not good. Yeah, no, not good, man. Not good. <laughs> not good. I can tell you, not good. I mean, it won't be good. You guys will not have a happy camper on Monday. I can promise you that much. I will. Really? Yes. Man, if, that, if that's the case, I'm telling everybody I know to either watch live or, or watch this show or record this show and watch as your leisure on Monday. <laughs> I'm telling everybody across the country, you have to see Monday's show because yes. I will deliberately set Rob up I will set him up the perfect softball pitch and let him roll. Yeah, well, it's no, coming. He's gonna, do, he's gonna come in. He's gonna come in on Monday, and be like this. <laughs> Wrong again, D Gun. Yes, I'm gonna pull a Brandon Graham. I hope you BG, look, BG look, your butt. Look, I hope you do. But I'm saying that you have to look at all the you scenarios. You have to be the antagonist, man. Why do you have to be the antagonist? Yeah. See, you. I, not, I understand Marv, man. Yeah, I understand Marcus. That's right. You know, I think I'm he was that, big, he was that no. big brother be sticking his finger in his ear. You know, uh, I did do that. Marv. I did. Now, now I, used yes. to, I used to thump him in the back of the neck. See, that's what I'm saying. You can't do that, man. Yeah, man. Well, no. See, you're. I'm a realist. See, there's a difference. Me too. I'm, Me too. I'm asking you questions that are valid questions. That's all I'm saying. Hey, I said. I said. What? I have to ask you because you know you always. You always you're like Mary Poppins. I don't ask you anything, man. It's like you're like the modern day version of Mary Poppins. Oh my God. Um, I'm always asked. I just want to know because there is Inquiring a possibility. Yeah, exactly. We may see. We may see Rob as red as those banners behind him on Monday. There's a small possibility. Now, if I'm a betting man, this Lincoln uh, the Citizens Bank Park is going to be electric. I don't know if the Padres can handle what they're about to encounter here this weekend, but. As I said earlier in this show, they had to go in New York and do the same thing for three games, right? I agree. Am I right or wrong? No, look, I, yeah, Derek, I don't disagree. I, I think, I think, here's the beauty, man. Like, how, however you want to view it, like if you're if you're the Padres, that's a hundred percent how you're. I'm saying from a team perspective, that's a hundred percent how you're viewing. Phillies are saying to themselves, "Hey, we had a terrible one in Atlanta in game two. Look at what we did. Right. We finished them." 
I'm telling you, that's the way both. I'm they're, they're yeah, both exactly. On their, you know, the flight here, they're both thinking the same thing. So, but it, but, but but what did they do to Degrom in New York? Yeah, they beat good pitching. Is DeGrom, that's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, and see, you guys are the optimists. I get it, but I have to put a little realist cap on these things. Also, I'm but with you guys 100. percent I'm with you 100. percent Okay, but I'm saying there's a other there's a dark side. I got you, man. The playoffs. Well, I'm very things I'm trying to antagonize, Rob. Dude, that's what you do, man. That's what you, no, you're just I you're am... just like look, Captain Tony, D Gun. Did you know famous people don't fish? I can't go fishing right now because I got to do a game, and and they're you they're holding against me. My whole dock is holding against me. They're texting me right now, telling me, oh, okay, you're just too famous to fish. Oh, you got a billboard, so you can't fish anymore. They well, are killing me, man. There is some truth to that. Oh, I agree with Captain Tony. Don't, don't do that. I, I, don't do that. I, Captain don't Tony, start, you are don't, correct. Don't start him. Don't start him because he, he Captain he'll Tony, going. I can't tell you how many times he big time <laughs> me in my lifetime <laughs> in the brief amount of years I've known are him. Are you kidding me? Um, you know, I I couldn't agree Darryl, with you, you more, Captain me? Tony. You know, are you Captain Tony's me? right. Yeah, yeah. No, come on, man. I yeah. fish. I fish in the bathtub. You know this. You know meanwhile, it. meanwhile, Rob said, "I'm not a part of this. I don't want any parts of this. Well, I'm, hey, just, look, I'm just sitting. This, I'm just going to sit this. I'll let you guys battle that this, one. This, out. I get enough no, battles. Rob, there's no battle. The facts are the facts. But this, this is what I'm saying. We built this team. Well, I didn't build it. Milton broke built this team and paid heavy cash for this team to go out there and produce. Yes, offensively, we yes. knew we'd be hindered. Yes, um, from a pitching standpoint, we knew this. Stand. We knew fit from 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 you know our bullpen on up that we're gonna have some trying times, but one thing we can do is bat. You know what I'm saying? We can go hit. So let's score, man. Let's, let's play a little small ball, whatever let's it go. takes, man. That's I what agree. we need. Yes, make it look like the the, the two games you. you played here against Atlanta. All right, I agree with you 100. percent Yeah, sure you do. Let's get a quickie here. <laughs> <laughs> let's get a quickie. See? Wait, wait. Here we go. Rob's face is getting redder by the side. I've never seen Rob this red. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm actually, I'm okay. Like, I'm, I'm honestly, look, like, Barrett, I've Barrett, is he red? Is he red? But red yeah, yeah, yeah. I am yeah, red. Yeah. I, look, I'm naturally red. You guys know this. I mean, no, no, this is a different shade. No, yeah. no. Yeah. I'm still picking out, like, pieces of dead skin from my forehead being burnt for, from our remote on Friday. So that might be part of it, too. <laughs> Oh my god! I move and there's like dead skin falling. <laughs> He's like a lizard. He's shedding. I am. I am like a lizard. Yeah, it's wonderful. Shedding like a lizard. So much fun. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. Yeah. All right. So we'll uh, we'll get a timeout. We're gonna come back, Eagles, and we're gonna dive into Jalen Hurts through six games and the offense through six games. Uh, and then at one o'clock, Keith Pompey is gonna join us, and we will talk uh, Sixers. Sixers home tonight. For the home debut. <laughs> All right. Quick timeout. Okay. Hey, Woody Woodpecker did his job. Yeah, look at <laughs> we'll be back. Uh, Derek, Barrett, Rob. We are, you don't get this anywhere else, folks. He, he we are cool, sports man. He's not cool. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Knowing who to trust with your finances. Yeah. Hi. Knowing who to trust with your finances can be a very scary proposition, right? We all know that. And I'm right there in the front of the line. Trust me when I tell you this. But I could tell you from personal experience that Jim Murray from Principal Financial Group as someone that I absolutely trust with all my hard-earned money and savings. Found the right person. I want you to find the right person, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review. If you have a small business and you try to figure out your employee benefits, that's something else Jim can help you with. But he's there if you have any questions about anything. All right. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers to Jim. I couldn't be any happier. You can be as well. Give him a call. 610 Nine nine six forty seven fifty one six one zero 
998-996-4751. You can also email him at Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. All by my lonesome in two chairs. Hi, Robin. Two chairs. That's my that was the name of my band in high school. <laughs> Just hanging out with you on this Thursday. I said it's Robin. The two chairs, Barrett. It's all good. That's that's the way we roll here on Sports Take. D Gun's probably got another deck project that's happening, or something happened with the grill. I don't know what's happening, but Barrett and I hanging out with you uh, on this Thursday. In the Delaware Valley, what did you? I, I uh, let me. What he puts his uh, his headsets on. I need to. I need to bust his uh, hump a little bit. What, now, what what happened? What 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 gr- was there a grill issue? Something happened with one of the workers on the deck. What's going on here? No, I had to uh, 
explained to my wife how I stoked your fire. Um, <laughs> and and um, she had her earbuds in. I thought she was ignoring me. She had her earbuds in listening to uh, something while she's getting ready. <laughs> and so I had to explain it to her. And I, I told her, I, I enjoyed this moment. I think this is my favorite moment of the week. Um, <laughs> uh, to be able, and then I said, of course, Barrett being Barrett, he has a jump. And see, you're the big brother who's always poking a little brother in the ear. Right. No. I took an objective approach to the series coming up in Philadelphia. Rob didn't want to hear it. Barrett accused me of, of, of antagonizing. I'm deeply offended by, by not you, Rob, because you're so even keel, Rob, but Barrett, see, Barrett, Barrett oh, loves, love trying to get me in trouble every chance oh, he gets. Bro, you know, oh, you what? know that's you. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You stay, uh, let you me, let me. Doing that all the time. Let me go to the uh, let me go to the adult on this show, <laughs> Mr. Ellis. Mr. Ellis. Mr. Ellis, yeah. did I not present you both sides of the equation? You, you tried to be fair and balanced, but you know there was a little little dig agenda. You know, all you, you know. need to do because he was doing well, he was doing fine. He was, I talking, was. who's and he? Then I thought Who, about me, then I, me. Then, he, he being me. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then all of a sudden, I knew you were going to pick that. You know how you just pick that scab. And the, some of it doesn't hurt, but then you hit that one no. piece that oh, hurts you. Yeah, Look, and then it's bleeding a little. <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah, that's what Rob, you did. Rob you did exactly what I expected him. him to do. He took a positive approach. We're coming home for three games. This crowd is going to be electric here. The Padres have not heard yes, no, a noise, he, he a decibel level that they've heard all year long. And, and I then said, what did you do? I said, I, and then uh, from a realistic perspective, because that's what I do, Mr. Brooks, from a realistic perspective, I said, well, wait a minute, pump the brakes a minute. Because this same Padres team went into New York and beat two of the best pitchers in the game. Then they took three straight from a Dodgers team that has owned them for decades. They've always been the little brother to the Dodgers, a hundred miles apart. Okay. They've always been second tier to the Dodgers. They rose up. And not only won one game, they beat them three straight. That's all I said. Okay. And the more I talked, the the, the redder Rob the redder got, I got. Yeah. To the point, I didn't know. I couldn't tell his face from the two banners on each side of him. I I'm really an easy could. mark, man. It doesn't take much to, to get me cranked. I, that's up. all I did, Mr. That's Brooks. For sure. I'm antagonizing. No, Mr. Brooks. What I did was I put, I balanced the scale. That's all uh -huh. I did. Okay. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Now you're but good I, now. But I enjoy stoking your fire. Though. I know you. Do. We all know. We all know everything. There was like half a truth. Everything you just said. Um, all right. So one o'clock, Keith Pompeii. We got a Sixers game tonight. Let's see if they can bounce back. Doesn't get any easier, man. You, you go from Boston uh, two nights ago to now the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. But Bucks are banged up. But um, Sixers we'll see the win Sixers. This game. Yeah, they should. You're right. They should at home. They should win this game. There's no yeah. Middleton, no Connaughton, and no Ingles. No, no they'll so win this game. You should win this one. All right, we'll, well, we'll get to this. The Bucks' first game. No, they they. I believe they played. Did they they played. I, th I thought this was the Bucks' first. Did they play? No. Uh, uh, I, then don't quote me on that. I thought they. I maybe thought they didn't. Derek, you might be right. It is their first game. I'm sorry. Okay. Their first game. Yeah. So Sixers already have a game under their belt. Yep. They're, they're, they're ticked off because they got embarrassed in Boston. Oh, they're gonna come out, but they're gonna come out blazing tonight. Okay. All right, we'll get yeah. to that in a, in a moment. Uh, so let's look at the let's look at this from an Eagles perspective through six games, guys. And we know they have the bye week this week, and then it's Pittsburgh the following week when they get back. We went into the season feeling pretty good about how talented they were. Um, and and I will say Barrett had a lot of confidence in Jalen Hurts, but there were still a lot of people who weren't quite sure. A lot of people like me who said, "Let's wait and see." I want to see he deserves this year, but I want to see it. I want to see improvement. And I got to say, through five or six games, excuse me, I, I have seen a lot of improvement. I've seen 
improve it to the point where I think that he is a guy who can take them deep here, real deep. Um, if you just look at it numerically, and we'll get to like what the eyeball tells you too, but he's eighth in passing yards. Oh, he's ninth in completion Rob, percent. Rob, Rob, you keep you saying keep saying you can see him going deep. Yeah, like deep. Jalen like Hurts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. I won't say Jalen Hurts can win us a Super Bowl. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, we'll I, get I, that. I, I want people to start acknowledging that he's good enough to. And I'm not saying he's a he's a top five quarterback. I'm not even saying he's um he's all the way made it to being a top ten. I know he's right on the cusp. We're mm-hmm. talking about 11, mm-hmm. 10, 9, 8, right around that range right now. I think that's where Jalen Hurts is. He's yeah. probably cracked the barrier for being 15, 14 to down near 11, 10, 9, 8. In right. that range, as far as quarterbacks, he yeah. still has a lot to prove. I understand that, but still, he's there. Mm-hmm. I like your thinking, Mister Brooks. Yeah, what? no, listen, I'm I'm with you. I'm and, and look, it all bears out. You know, he he takes care of the football. He's he's got two interceptions, which is 28th. He's at the very bottom there. Uh, he's a guy who scores. I don't freaking care if it's throwing or running. That that, that argument yes. drives me absolutely crazy. I agree. Oh. So um, as if, as if running it in is less, you get four for that, not not six. <laughs> right. You know, I love the argument. When people hit me with that. Like yeah, the rug, <laughs> like the rugby scale. Yeah. How many is he thrown for? I'm like, how many is he scored? Anyway, <laughs> I'm getting red again. Yeah, like it counts less. Now I'm getting I don't red understand. again. Like it's almost like if you win by one point, or you beat him by twenty points. Yeah. It just says a W in the win column. Yeah. Who, who, this who isn't cares? college football where they used to. You know, style points were, were in the equation. No. It's crazy. It's crazy. So so he's first in rushing touchdowns and, and a lot of the other numbers that are that are critical, uh, you know, third down efficiency, you know, all the kind of are, are right where they need to be. Um, and, and, and look, the things I worried about were going through progressions or rolling to your left, being willing to throw the ball against your body a little bit or take off that way, uh, using the middle of the field like. All of these things, I you know, I just needed to see it. And for my money, has it been absolutely perfect? No, but has it been really good through six yes. games to, to the point where I think this guy has not only added all the intangibles that he had with leadership and smarts with tangibles on the field? Yeah, I feel great about Jalen Hurts, man. <clears throat> absolutely. He's done everything that you want from a quarterback that's a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's a guy that you can go in and make a franchise quarterback in the NFL. Did he do it like Dak Prescott? No. Did he have the weapons that Dak Prescott had when he first entered the league? No. So it's not going to be the same. It won't be the same as Dak Prescott. I think that's what people want him to be. But Dak, look at Dak right now. Dak is struggling when he is playing because he does not have that run game anymore. Mm -hmm. Now he went total. The best I've seen Dak play was actually in a loss. It was last year, the first game of the year, when he went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. Right, right. And it was arm versus arm, offense versus offense. But they no longer have that offensive line that they had. They have some real problems um, on the offensive line. So the same thing you saw with, 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 you know, with, with <clears throat> Cooper Rush, you're going to see with Dak Prescott. Now, he's going he's gonna to be functionally better than, than, than Cooper Rush. I mean, there's no – there's no, uh, no, there's no doubt that you know with him being there, that t- that team's gonna be a lot better team. You know, yes, he is, but he will still be running around, you know, for his life, like Cooper Rush was. So you know, do I see there's a difference? There will be a difference, but will they still be enough to beat the Eagles? I don't think so. Hmm. Let me let me tell you what what Jalen Hurts is doing right now. 
he'll take a minute to breathe this week, and then he's going right back in the film room. He's going to sit down. He's going to analyze by himself and with the coaches everything he did right and didn't do right the first six games. And those little things are the things he's going to hone in on for this 11-game stretch run that's coming up. Now, the good thing for him, he will get better, but he can still make mistakes and come out smelling like, like a rose when you look at some of the opponents they have coming up. You know, you don't take any opponent lightly, but I'm just saying you cannot be as sharp as you want to be, but still be effective enough to look good in the stat column. I mean, they got Houston coming up. I mean, seriously. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, think think about what they have coming out of the gate yeah, here. Right. Okay. But he will get better. And this team will win double digits. As long as they don't have a rash of injuries, like a number of teams are, are, are having and a number of problems teams are having, which I'll, I'll, I'll mention more when we get to our power ranking for this show. Um, as long as they don't have a rash of injuries, because you started to see it, and it started to see it at the one place you didn't want to see it, yeah. which is the yeah, offensive the line. line. That's yep. right. Yep. So now you get these guys healed up, get the trainers and the doctors on them. Whatever you do in modern me- medicine, technology, and the game we love and watch today, to get them back to close to 100%, and you hit the ground running, and your quarterback is going to store a lot of stuff in the back of his mind. <clears throat> And he's going to display this stuff and the game's coming up. And we're going to be sitting here every week talking about how good they look heading down the stretch. Yeah, and the beauty is we all know this when it comes to Hurts. He's his own harshest critic. So he's picking everything apart Absolutely. Absolutely. From, from the first six games. He's not, you know, he's not kicking back saying, I'm oh man, look at me. You know, so I, I think he you're gonna see a better Jalen Hurts in the in the second whatever we're calling this, the second 11 games or whatever. I, I think too much money be, on the table. Yes, there's a lot of money left on the table, yeah, as, as he will tell you. But, yeah, I, I think that – and look, you look at this offense, guys. So you're fourth in scoring, you're fifth in rushing, you're twelfth in passing. You know, there, there, and there's a lot of other areas in which they have been very successful. And, and that's really yep. all that matters to me is – you know, you're scoring almost 27 per game. You know you can hurt teams in a lot of different ways, whether it's run the ball, pass the ball, uh, whether it's A.J. Brown, whether it's Devontae Smith, whether it's Dallas Goddard, whether it's Miles Sanders. Uh, when you're healthy, you arguably have the best offensive line in football with all of these guys. You're get you're getting Dillard back for depth, which means, you know, God forbid something happen, happens to my lot of and or lane you're, you're plugging him in, in in some fashion rather than Driscoll. No offense to Driscoll. He's fine. He's, he's a utility knife guy. You know, you have depth there too. So you, you, you feel good about where this team is right now. You absolutely do. You absolutely do. This, this team is going in the right direction. Um, and it's not just the players that are going to go in and correct. I mean, these play, these, these coaches are, are not going to sit on their laurels. Coach Stallin is going to see and figure out what lineups he needs to use, how he can push this button to make this look better. How can they make, you know, Jalen Hurts and the offense look better in the second half? He's going to do whatever because he's the run coordinator also. Hmm. And when they're running well, it's because of Stallin. You know, Stallin's the guy that, you know, that really implemented the plays and which helped them go against the merit of defenses they go against. So with Stallin being the run game coordinator, you know, a lot of he's almost like the the run offensive coordinator, you yeah. know they're going to get better. You right. know this. Yes. So when you're talking about a team like the Eagles, and I don't, I don't know if T.J. Watt is going to be Is he going to be back this game? 
I, he I might th- be back. This I might think be he's this. playing. I think it's you know he's going to have to account for him just well, like he accounted. It was for, like six weeks, Barrett. So it's I don't know. It's right in that window, maybe. Right, right. Back. Yeah. Well, he'll figure out a way in which he can block him also. But we're talking about one of the premier pass rushers in the league, in Micah Parsons, that they totally, <clears throat> totally I think controlled the game. You know, for the most part, especially when Lane was in there. You know, that's the reason why they won that game. Michael Parsons wrecked shop. They were able to go out there and nullify him. They they nullified Diggs. You know, they did a good job of, of running an offense. It was, you know, that beat up on this Dallas team. Mm-hmm. Now, in this, in, you know, on the, on the off week, you know, the bye week is one of those things where you sit back and you analyze and you, and you take all the information that you had over the past couple weeks and really put in what you do well and what you don't do well. Get a leg up on what, you know, what's working, what's not working. And there's not a lot of things that weren't working for this team, but daggone it, they can get a lot better than the way we were. A whole lot better than they were. My only concern is I agree with everything you're saying, uh, Stoutland, O-line. My only concern is Jonathan Gannon's defensive scheme philosophy, not going to change. Not going to change. No, he's going to do what he's done to this point. It's going to look good, and we're going to we're going to scream because there's certain aspects of that defense, his scheme, that we're just going to have to live with the rest of this season. Um, it's going to be an opportunistic defense because of the athleticism they have on that defense, but in certain terms of giving up chunks of real estate at the most inopportune times, <clears throat> you're going to have to live with that. Yeah, you know, we've watched it through six games. And the MO has basically been the same, except for the Vikings game. The MO has been the same for five out of the six games. Yeah. yeah and, and look, they're, they're sixth in points allowed. They're go. averaging 17.5. Yes. Yes. So you're giving a real estate, they're not giving up points. Uh, you got to yeah. live with that. You and just they're taking the ball away. At, and they're taking at, the ball away at a really high frequency. So, yeah. All in all, that's not yeah, going to we'll, change. Yeah. Well, and we'll get into the defense, but well, all in all, it's been pretty good, man. Uh, the only thing I say is when you, when you think about his defense, he truly believes in his players than a lot more than we're giving him credit for. He believes in his players, and that's why you're not I, calling I a lot of blitzes. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Fair. He believes in his front four that they can get there. That's why you don't see him blitzing a lot. But he does have the personnel that he can blitz whatever he wanted to. Thank you. Because Thank he you. has the personnel. You know what I'm saying? Bear, let, got- me put it, let me put it like this, Bear. And, and the people have been bringing this up, and I've talked to a few people. And I'm starting to agree with them. Consistently, when you look at the money that's invested in their front four, I don't think just this, their four-man rush is good enough to do it by themselves. Right, right. I, I don't – you see some four-man fronts in the league, you can rely on their four-man front all day in their rotation because they're coming all day. I don't think his four-man front is good enough the way it's structured to get home. I think Hargrave and Fletcher Cox play well in spurts. Yes. I think yes. Brandon Graham plays well in spurts. And yes. You know, Brandon Graham, by the way, he's on my gun on one this week, and Brandon Graham's crazy as ever. Uh, so if you get a chance. A that was nice. Nice way you, you like that out. transition? You, you like are, that? You are. That a, you're like I'm a Jedi. A, I'm a you, you're salesman, like man. You're like a ninja the way you work in a plug. Right, right, that's right. awesome. I'm a, I'm a salesman, bro. That's impressive. I'm telling you. That's a, that's a real art. <laughs> Josh Wett. Josh Wett plays well in spurts. Yeah. Okay. We agree on that, right? I, I, I will say this. I'm, I'm glad you brought him up because he's somebody I wanted to dive into when we do defense okay. in a little bit. He frustrates me. Who's he? Josh Sweat. Okay. I want more right. consistency out of him. 
I think it's there. Okay. But I don't I don't think it's broad every game, every down, every snap. Come on, Rob. Tell him again, man. Tell I, him I again, mean, bro. he's too him good him. to Bears disappear. Guy, though. I know. I, I don't dislike it. This is not a I hate Josh Sweat. No, I know. I know. I just want more out of him. Yes. I, I want more out of him. Me too. I want more out of the whole D-line. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> There's too much money invested in this D-line. Well, sometimes yes. money doesn't always then you know uh, what? Andy up into production. Well, well, then did you overpay him? Like I said, did you overpay sometimes, them? Sometimes money does always. Yeah. Doesn't always. I know what Barrett's saying. I, I, he got it a a, a touch prematurely. Maybe. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Who, thank you. Who, who did? Sweat. Sweat. But we applaud Howie for being a guy. I, I, I know why fight. Howie did it. He's trying to stay yes. ahead of the curve and not have yes. to pay him a ton. He, he's going to get him. Did, a, same a thing he rate. did with um. Yeah. What's his name? Who's out for the season now? Yes, Barnett. Barnett. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. We yes. applaud Howie for doing that, identifying the record. But you're not getting value on your. Well, you know what? I don't want to go too deep because, you, like you said, we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. We'll, yeah, but no, I, I look fair, okay? But I think, look, we're we're gonna we're diving into some minutia to an extent. Things we want to see minutia? them get better at. No, but I think because we're looking at big picture, this is not like we're looking at. How do you become that team that makes that deep playoff run? And and, right. and because there is a lot of good, there's a lot of good. Absolutely, far more good than bad on both sides for sure. But I, I just right. want you guys to know that with this particular show, I'm not here to be the happy, happy, joy, joy guy. I am here to present both sides of every equation we discuss. Okay. Bro, I just want I, you guys I, to understand I, this. I, I, I absolutely understand it. I know that, and I've been doing this with you for years now. Yes, going on seven years now. Yes. The little time we've been together has been seven years. Seven years too long. But, uh, go <laughs> exactly. ahead. I mean, keep, keep, keep talking. I thought about it yesterday, man. I mean, you and Rob have been with me in your for life seven for years. a long time. You poor yeah, guy. Well, yes, you've been sensed yes. for a long time, Barry. <laughs> yes, yes, I, yes, uh, yes. I am here, not just to. This is not. This is not Gilligan's Island. This is not the love boat today. Okay. Right. Wow. Okay. I am here to present. Every side of the argument. I will agree with you. I will disagree with you. And I will throw caveats in that haven't been discussed. That's all, right. all I'm saying. All right. Guess who's Can next? I not have this? Yes, you can. That's why we Thank love you. you. Thank right. you. Next up, Keith Pompey from the Rubble, Philadelphia I'm Inquirer. Already. <laughs> yes. We will talk to Keith. Talk a little Sixers. <laughs> you are in rare form today, my man. He is, man. This is he awesome. Is. All right, so let's get a timeout. We'll come back. We'll keep it rolling. Some hoops. We'll do the Eagles defense at 1.30 at 2 o'clock NFL, 2.30 like we usually do. We'll jump around a little bit. And Sixers fans may not be happy and has nothing to do with the team on the court, which we'll talk about. We'll get into that. I'll tell you why in a little bit. All right, don't go anywhere. D-Gun, V-Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, so let's talk about pro-action restoration. If your home or your business has experienced the pain and inconvenience of fire, smoke, mold damage, whatever the case may be, that is the company that you reach out to. ProAction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week. In fact, they're down in Florida right now helping people out who have been just hit so hard by Hurricane Ian, but that's how they do it, okay? I've gone through it personally. They were right out to my, my parents' house. They cleaned up the problem. The price was great. The, the crew was unbelievable. I couldn't have been more happy. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, any of the above, water, fire, smoke, mold remediation, you name it, 
trust me, they can handle it. If you're not sure, give them a call. 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760. Or you can reach out to them online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. everybody thanks for hanging out with us we're sports take jacob sports youtube network we are uh, with you for three hours of power monday through friday 12 to 3 gunner what you all right you gonna be okay i'm just enjoying the moment i'm enjoying it and then i'm listening i'm looking at the chats i'm enjoying they're enjoying this good i like it that's why yes. we're here for your I'm, amusement my friend that's why I, we're here i'm having a great time i love it i love it you know who, who always brightens the show when he's on and we haven't had him on in a little while, uh, and he's going to be joining us momentarily. Does a great job covering the Sixers uh, for sure, and it's a you know it's an interesting season uh, from a Sixers perspective because you come in with let's face it high expectations. I mean, you have James Harden, you have Joel Embiid, you have PJ Tucker. 
you, you know, excluded Tyrese Maxey. This is not necessarily a young roster anymore. So the time to win is now. That's for sure. Did not start off all that well the other night in Boston, but they take on the Bucks. I had tonight. thought about that, man. Yeah, I mean, right. they're not a young roster. Yeah, they are not. They're really, really not. But joining us right now, uh, as I mentioned, uh, excellent, excellent reporter and writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer covering the Sixers. You can follow him on Twitter at Pompey P O M P E Y on Sixers. It's Keith Pompey. What's happening, Keith? What's good, fellas? How y'all doing? What's Keith, it's on, good man? to see you, man. It's it's, yeah. it's been a while. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Um, so let me get your impressions of of the other night before we get into Milwaukee, Keith. Um, a game where, let's face it, defensively, they really weren't up to the standard that they need to be. They give up 35 in the third quarter. Just let's start there. What did you see defensively from them uh, against Boston? You know, I, I, basically I saw what I saw in the second preseason game where perimeter, like, it, they just give up a lot of points in perimeter defense. You know, I, I, it, to me personally, it looks like you have a team where you have Tyrese and, and James Harden who aren't exactly good defenders. So what you have to do is rely on a lot of switching and, and rotations and guys are getting there late and, but they're giving up a lot of open shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I also see where you're relying on a lot of older players guarding some of these young guys. And like you guys said, and you know, it looked like to me and I tweeted this out, it looked like the, the young boys came to the park were full of old heads, and the old heads thought they could still run with them. So that's what I saw. That's what I saw. Great analogy, man. Great yeah. analogy, man. We did not see – I didn't see – Embiid, it's not as though he looked unenthused with being there, but I didn't see that explosiveness that I, I've, I've come to know, um, uh, even as far as, you know, hustle to the ball. You know, we used to tell him, no, don't do that then. I don't see that reaction that we used to have with him, man. I didn't see I didn't see him playing defense the way I know or I'm accustomed to him playing defense. I mean, where are they at, you know, in, in, in his progression uh, this year with, with, you know, Embiid specifically? You know, there's two things going on. I, I think that, you know, they got to come together and have a common ground on, on what they want to do. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Joel is used to everything being his team, and now he's basically sharing it, right? Um, um, secondly, I think something else that, that happened is, you know, when Joel was telling everybody, like, what were you doing this summer? I was sitting on the couch. And people were looking at him, like, laughing, like, nah. But actually, he had to rest in while he was rehabbing this summer. And I think that, you know, the last two years, we saw Joel coming in the best shape possible. And, and I think right about now is one of those things where he's getting back in shape as he's playing. And, um, you know, uh, but again, I, I do think that there could have been some plays where, he got to the ball a little bit better than he than he did, but at the same time, you know, I, I think that you know we have to realize that he's not like he was the previous two. Love years. that, love that. I appreciate that. I love that because I, I I needed to know that. That's what guys used to do back in the day. They used to use uh, the first you know camp and to get in shape, get in football shape. I I, I look at the game a totally different now when I'm looking at him. So 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 Keith. Based on what you said initially, is this what we're just going to have to endure with the Sixers team? It's going to be hit or miss many times with their defense. Uh, we looked at the roster and talked about how it's it's a better defense. It's a better defensive defense. Um, maybe not maybe not a better overall scoring team. You know, is is that just something we're just going to have to endure? You know, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I, I think that it could get better, but okay. but I just think that right now you have so many new faces, mm-hmm. and and also when you look at that the starting backcourt, I mean, you you look at these two guys and you say to yourself like they're not known for defense, right. and and then when you have in like so you have PJ Tucker, you know, who's older guy, he's he's mm-hmm. more you know getting your face, he's more like an offensive lineman to me, yeah, not but but you might need a you, you might need an H back in there or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So he's, he's more of that role. So is he's always going to be at a mismatch to me, guarding some of these guards that they can't guard. So the way that this lineup is, is, is just you have him, P.J. Tucker and Joel Embiid, and the rest of the guys aren't known for their defense. So then when you bring in these reserves, they have to do so much work to, to get there. And, and I think that they're in a mismatch. Because of that. Mm. Hey, hey, Keith, was, uh, speaking of that, and I, I know it's only one game, so I'm not trying to say this is what everything's going to look like here, but it was a tough night for the bench too. And I like what they did yeah. in the off season. I, Melton was a really good addition. House is going to help them. You've added some firepower and some guys who could do a, you know, a couple different things, you know, multi-players, but they look way out of, I mean, they look like an unprepared team period. And, and some of that reflects on doc. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I looked at that team that game. And cause in the preseason, you know, they didn't, all of them didn't play and you, and you don't know if guys are going half speed or whatever. So it's hard to evaluate. But when I watched it last night or two nights ago, it looked like the same team of a year ago. Yes. I mean, the difference was you had DeAnthony Melton, you had Montrez Harrell and, and you had um, uh, Daniel house jr. Instead of Matisse Thibel, uh, Shake Milton and Furkan Korkmaz. That was the only difference. It was just different names on the back of the jerseys. And, you know, the one thing that I, I, I felt like that could have been done, I, I just felt like there could have been better adjustments, you know, especially in that third quarter. I mean, you have two guys who ended up going for 30. You had one who is one of the top five guys in the league voted that way last year and in, in, in Jason Tatum going for 17. And Matisse Thibel only played three seconds in that quarter in 23 seconds a game. I get it. Matisse needs to work on his offense. But when you see people who are offensive minded, who can't guard this guy, it comes a point where you got to insert that guy to at least try to help put out the fire. And, and that didn't happen. So, you know, I just think that the Sixers didn't make the proper adjustments that they needed to make. And, and that helped that hurt them in that game. You know, chemistry has been a big thing here in Philadelphia, you know, this, this this year. You know, look at the baseball team, how those guys are, you know, the chemistry they have is is unbelievable. You look at the Eagles, their chemistry is, is unbelievable. And I really thought that this team would be a tighter team because a lot of these guys they brought in are guys which this team requested. You know, Joel wanted PJ. They wanted a guy to come out and play defense better, you know. How long do you think it's going to take for them to gel together as a team and that bond of you? Because if you look at the Celtics, Man, that team, man, you can tell they going over their old lady's crib and, and having dinner every night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like mom is cooking, you know, cooking for, for the entire team. You could tell how tight they are as an organization. I know it has a lot to do with their head coach and them rallying around their, their new head coach, you know, the younger guy. But, I, you know, I need this team to gel, man, and I don't know how much they gel. We know we're going to get from, you know, uh, Tyrese Maxey. We know we're going to get from that, you know what I'm saying? But as far as gelling with everybody – being one unit, you know, will Embiid be able to gel 
with the rest of the pieces that are going to be in there? Will they be able to facilitate him and make him a better player, you know, while they're doing it? You know, and, and, and that's like to be determined, man, because see, here's the thing, uh, um, Barrett, like the deal is, so a lot of these new guys that are coming in, we all know that they're boys, like they're James Harden's guys, right? Right, they, all of them, yes. And there's so many of them. It's not like they have to assimilate. I mean, if mm-hmm. you really want to be real, like they don't. They come in and they already have a voice, right? Like James is a leader. P.J. Tucker is like a leader, this and that. I call him the muscle, right? James yeah. is the leader, but P.J. is the muscle. I call it, you need that, you need, you need that a-hole sometimes. Yeah, you need that. But here's the, here's the thing. What's that? This I didn't is, say the word. I just said a hole. Yeah. Is that is that is that against the law? You can't do that either. No, you can do it. Okay, you, all right. Just you sure. say the other word if you want to. No, I'm not gonna say that. Mom's okay. on the line. Okay. okay. So, 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 so here's the here's the the question, y'all. That that really has to be answered, and time will tell. So you got all these guys coming in. They were the first three guys off the bench, right? People don't argue. Like people don't say, and you know. You played at the highest level. You what you do is you sit you're sitting on the bench underneath everything. You're upset, but you can't let people know it. So you get there and you cheer, you cheer and you do everything. But as soon as you know your wife calls you on the phone, you get home, babe. These mothers had to go through this stuff, right? <laughs> so so my thing is when you're successful and people have success. You know, you don't want to say anything, but when you see it, uh, all these older guys, I mean, guys who've been here before, not getting any burn, then all of a sudden we can say the chemistry is right. But then they can say like, yo, what's going on? Like, were we that bad? You know what I mean? Especially if the team starts struggling. Like like George I, Yang? Something huh? like that. Well, like George Yang played. but yeah, He got minutes. About, he played. Matisse types. You're talking Matisse types. Yeah. We're talking about. We're talking about uh, Furcon. We're talking about Shake. Because what happens is Matisse is like, well, y'all saying, like, and I'm just saying, like, he didn't say this to me. Sure. But what I'm saying is it could happen where Matisse is like, well, y'all were trying to trade me this summer. Why didn't you trade me? I don't know. Mm. Where I play. Shake right. Milton is like, y'all picked up my option. Just yeah. when you sit the bench, Paul yeah. Reed's like, y'all guaranteed my contract. Mm-hmm. And all these guys are guys who are low minute guys who they're not like Tobias Harris, for instance, where you're getting paid. Right. These are guys who are like borderline roster type spot guys. So when you have so many of those and they're looking at the other guys and outside you're cheering, you know, it could come a time where that, the team culture and chemistry could, could go out the window if they feel as if like, why am I here? You know what I mean? Cause there's so many of them now, but I will say that, James and the guy they came in and they're trying to get all these team bonding sessions and all that. But again, like if 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 if, if they start struggling or they get out and, and guys are, are looking at their roles, I think it could go left. I think it could go left. Hey, oh, Keith, man, Keith what I want to what Keith, what I want to ask you next is a question that I don't like doing this because I don't like being the general fan, but because I've been accused of stirring the pot today on so many different topics, I <laughs> might as well, put some, roll, more, bro. I might as well put some more seasoning in that pot. And so, <laughs> you know, and I love, I love your honesty and, and insight every time we talk to you. And so it's going to come up and I might as well start it before everybody else jumps on the bandwagon. Is Doc Rivers the right man 
to lead this team to get to where it needs to go. And I know we're only one game into the oh, season. Boom, boom. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah, Keith, yep. welcome back, welcome back, yep. man. Yep. <laughs> We're not going to ease you in at all. I got to go. I got to yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> man, just, oh, man. I'm just saying, I'm listening yeah. you listening you talk about, and it was a great, and, and this is what sparked my question, what you just said about the mindset of some of these players that are here, that, that are holdovers who are here. So with that said, is Doc the right guy to take them to that next level? You know, that's a great question. And it's a Thank real you. question. And, and you know, I think is one of those, and I'm not taking the fifth, right. but I, I think it's one of those to be determined questions. And we'll find out quickly because, you know, the, the one thing is I like Doc. I mean, I think Doc is a great coach. He also had his, when he was the most successful, he had strong leaders and strong players, right? You had Chris Paul, you had Kevin Garnett, right? You had Paul Pierce, those type of guys. I think that right now that Doc is in a, in a tough situation because you have a new group coming in, but then you have an old group. And it's like we're all seeing these changes. And if things don't go right for certain people, because it's, you can't make everyone happy. Right. If things don't go right for certain people, you know, Doc could be in trouble with the guys in the locker room. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and then, like, the one thing I think that – if Doc had it all over to all over to do again, the fact that he didn't play Matisse Thibel more minutes, I think like that's a bad reflection on the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Now, again, he's going to get mad at me. He's going to say, why do you say that? But deep down inside, I think when he goes home and he talks to whomever, he has to think like, maybe I messed up. You, you know what I mean? And then right. like, when you do right. stuff like that, you could lose certain people. You know what I mean? Now, right. So that's why I'm to be determined. Now, here's the thing that Doc has to worry about. Like right now, I think we all saw that video where he said it's not a democracy, right? Yeah. When he was right. talking to James Harden. Now, if Joel Embiid doesn't roll to the basket, if Joel Embiid struggles a little bit, and then next thing you know, James is like, well, bruh, it is a democracy. How do they deal with that? Because then all of a sudden you got the primary ball handler you know, doing what he wants to do. So that could be a real tricky situation on Doc, you know, for him. So, you know, to be determined is because, you know, I like, I think when you have a guy like a James Harden, when you have a Joel Embiid, you need a strong, um, you need a strong personality, someone who's won something to, to lead them. But at the same time, I feel like if, if this stuff goes left, and if, if they don't go far in the playoffs, you know, this is definitely going to be Doc's last year. Yeah, no question about that. All right, on, on a positive note, Keith, Harden did look good, man. I, yeah. I mean, you know, the step back was there. They, they looked more agile. Uh, you know, there a lot of positives as far as his game. Are, are you buying the, hey, transformed body, he's healthy, look out this year? He did look great. I will say that. But again, I need a couple more games because you remember when James Harden first appeared, when he first came here last year, they went to Memphis and no, they went to Minnesota. Minnesota. And I remember Joel was saying, wow, I was so wide open. And then they played the, they played the Knicks and he had 32 points. And we were like, wow, my gosh, this team is going to be great. Then they came home and it was a little hitch. And then all of a sudden things got started to struggle. So the thing about Boston, 
Huh? Yeah, against Boston, the home game against Boston. Yeah, you know, so it it, it was kind. It's kind of like you know one of those things where you know these guys in the NBA, it's like an eighty-two game schedule. You take an elite guy, you play the first game after a couple months, you expect them to to perform that way. The true test is, can he do that at his age? You know, day in and day out. So so that's the question mark with James. But you're right, he did look good. I mean, he was the best player on the on the court for the Sixers, but you know, he was the best player on the court when he first came those first three games mm-hmm. too. So the question is, we got to see if he can sustain it. Mm. Guys, I, I mean, you look throughout the league, you look how fast these teams are. You look at you Thank look you. at the Celtics; they're so fast. Uh, Memphis, um, Golden State, the champions. These teams are so fast getting up and down the court. You know, transition. Even Atlanta. Um, can the 76 compete with that type of speed on the court when they have players like they have right now? Not if they, they, they're going to have to switch that lineup up a little bit. I mean, they're going to mm. get a little deeper. I mean, they're going to have some other players to play, you know, because the, the problem is, you know, the Sixers, they, they just have some holes, you know, they have some. And, this, and the scary part about what, what you just said is if we really want to be honest with ourselves, that Boston team wasn't even at full strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they were right. missing players. Yeah, Williams is out. That's huge. That's right. Yeah, I mean they were missing players, and I look at this team and and the like y'all said, you know that the Sixers went from being one of the youngest teams in the league to being an old squad, at yep. least with their starting lineup. And I don't know if those starters can compete. So you're going to have to, I mean, compete with that up and down pace. Um, Maxi can, but I don't think collectively the whole unit can. They would have Thank to. You. A little bit deeper. They, they can't do that. That unit, no. And, and see, Keith, I've, and I looked at. It, I said, Maxie's playing at a different speed than the rest of these guys. So, wh- where's the balance? Do you slow him down, or do you tell these other guys you got to speed it up? Because Barrett brought up a good point. The better teams in the league are playing at a faster pace. Yeah. Th- than, than most. Now the Sixers have that imbalance. You have a young guy who's on the cusp of being a superstar who plays at a lightning speed compared to other guys who don't play at that speed. Yeah. So how do you balance the two? It's weird, man. And and I and I think and see, and that's the problem because you know, like what they say is when they get out, they want to give the ball, like kick the ball up to Maxi and let yeah. him go. But then at the same time, they know they can't win playing that basketball. With, with Harden on the floor and, and, and Bede on the floor right now. So that's why you got to get these post-ups. But, Ooh. you know, but 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 if I'm every – but every team in the league is going – they know, like, Joel's going to get tired. They know Harden can't keep up anymore. So what they're going to do is they're just going to speed it up yep. and keep, keep that track meet. And the problem is once you slow it down, it's basically, yes, you got that two-man game, but I think you're taking away – some of Maxie's strengths. You know, the Sixers say that he's the fastest guy in the league, right? That's what they say. Um, I don't know if that'd be true or not, but that's what they say. But so if you got the fastest guy in the league and you're kicking it up, that's a huge strength. But when you're in that half court and you can get a body on them, you're taking away from you're taking away that that strength. So mm-hmm. you you gotta balance it out, but you know, I, I I just think that when we talk about roster upgrades, it just seems like they need a couple more pieces to fit what they're trying to do. Don't tell me that because I thought they had the pieces. Yeah. 
Eh. And that's what we that's a, that's what we all kept speculating all off season is mm. how how much better this roster looked, how much better it looked in a defensive standpoint as well. And again, it's only one game. There has to be some adjustments. You know, our analysis, I think, across the board is accurate right now in terms of what we saw based on one game. But there has to be a better balance. And you're going to get a good test tonight, Keith. And I know the Bucks are banged up. No Middleton, no Connaughton, Ingles, whatever. But, you know, we're, we're going to get a better you know, better gauge, too. It's not like it gets a ton easier here. You get, you know, the Greek freak and that crew holiday. That's going to be a tough one. Yeah, it's going to be a huge one because not only it is – see, it, the thing is we, we when we look at the Greek freak and you look at holiday – you know, both of these guys are, you know, first team, um, all defensive caliber players, right? Yeah. So you look at that, and you also look at Brooke Lopez, who is um, a hard matchup for Embiid to guard because he's always mobile, and he's like next thing you look around, he's draining the corner three, right? Yeah. But but also, you know, this is another test because you know here you go, you have PJ Tucker. I mean, I know he played for the Bucks. He's real good friends with Giannis. But you say to yourself, this is what we brought you here for. This is the type of guy we need you to defend, mm-hmm. right? And then you have Drew Holiday, and I'm looking at Drew Holiday saying, yo, I'm going to take Harden or I'm going to take Maxi, and the other one is going to have to beat us. So, you know, it, 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 it just seems to me that, yes, they are banged up, but this is going to be another sign to tell us what the, the Sixers really have. You know, what do they have? And again, you can't use the excuse that we're trying to get stuff together when you look at this Milwaukee Bucks team and a lot of the players didn't play in the preseason and they have three key guys on the team that aren't going to play tonight. So, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it's one of those things where I'm looking at it is a tough task. And defensively, you know, we'll get a better idea to see what Harden can do and, and, uh, you know, on the offensive end and a better idea to see what P.J. Tucker can do on a defensive end. All right, I got to ask you, uh, last night Ben Simmons makes his debut, Keith, and it was not. It was pretty inauspicious. Uh, four points, five rebounds, five assists, two of three from the floor, 0 of two from the free throw line, turned it over three times, was a minus 26 in 23 minutes, and the Pelicans blew the doors off of the Nets, man. Um, is that going to be a team that's going to be a long work in progress for all those guys to sort of acclimate to one another? Yeah, I, you know what? And I don't really like the team. I mean, because when I saw them go up against the Sixers, I was a little shocked at, like, how they play. And it looks like it, – it looks like, a you know what I mean, like an AAU team, what I mean, where you got a lot of great, great athletes and great players, but I don't know the direction. I mean, you're looking at Ben Simmons and you look at his role, right? Um, it, it, it's kind of like you bring the ball up and then you just pass it quickly and you just out of the game. Um, and then defensively, you want him guarding post players sometimes and, and, and like Giannis. And, and, but it just seems like I don't know what direction they're headed in. And and, and I think, like you saying, if it takes a while, I mean, it be- they better turn that thing around quickly because, yeah. I mean, we're talking about KD won it out, Kyrie won it out. And and if it, if they continue to play this way, you know, I can see them saying, hey, we told y'all y'all needed to fire coach. Steve Nash, yeah. What, what, yeah, Steve Nash, what's going to happen? I mean, it just doesn't look like – it looked like the Sixers had a better plan for Ben than Brooklyn does and mm-hmm. more involved. I mean, it's just bring the ball up, let me pass it, and get out of the way. You know, yeah. I, I just don't like what they're doing over there. I'm still surprised he's playing. 
Are you? Yeah. I mean, but you, on paper, you would think it's a great fit for him. Yeah, because he's not going to be required to shoot at a time. It should work for him. Yeah, but exactly. he just doesn't seem as active as he as he as he should be. Yes. You know? Hey, your head coach. Your head coach said, "I don't care if he shoots at all this season. We uh, there's so many other intangibles in this game that we we welcome." See, you we've know. heard that before, Derek. Yeah. So. I know. Well, yeah. I know. Two times before, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Place, well, I know. You know? Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. Third uh, reiteration or iteration of that. Listen, Keith, keep up the good work, man. Uh, always appreciate your insights, and uh, tell everybody uh, check out your work inquire.com and of course uh, on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. Keith Pompey, thanks, man. Appreciate Thank you, bro. Keith. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks for having me, y'all. All Absolutely. right, take care. That is Keith Pompey. Cover the Sixers who play tonight, seven thirty against. The Bucks at the Wells Fargo Center should be a lot of fun. All right, guys, we come back. We will turn our sights to the Eagles defense. We did the offense a little bit earlier. We'll do the defense. We'll talk about the NFL at 2 o'clock and the uh, and the game tonight. In fact, we have a game tonight, Cardinals and the uh, Saints. We'll get into that as well. All right, don't go anywhere. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Barrett, Rob. All right, let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So if you have any types of issues with your trees in your yard or on your property, they can just be a quick phone call away. It's very simple. They're experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding and tree pruning now keep in mind we're in that that time of year with storms heavy storms can be pretty bad we know that right it's a good time to have your trees evaluated you go to their facebook or instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work give flint tree services a call 610-850-2848 610-850-2848 or you can reach out online flintreeservices.com that's flintreeservices.com go to get your game on Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. 
It's a fall car fest. And Jeff D. Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D. Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Hey, we're back on this edition of Sports Take, this Thursday edition, uh, somehow. Rob has mysteriously disappeared. I'm here with my little buddy. Hey, Barrett, this is one of my four pride and joys right here. This is Ariana, uh, affectionately known as Ari. Say hi. You, you know I know. You know I know. Hi, hi mamas. Hey, hi. mamas. Can you wave real oh. quick? Hey. Say hi. Hi, mamas. Say hi. Wave. Say hi. And she's like, Hi, what are you? She's like, that. What do you got me doing here? Huh? Oh my god! I, I, you know, yeah. I got her. Uh, I got it's her a present too. So I've already wooed her also. Yeah. All right. <laughs> give her away. So, say bye. Bye, babe. Oh, she said no bye. Uh-uh. <laughs> you won't leave her, Tata. She, she needs more tata. camera time with with, that, you with say, Tata. Can you blow him a kiss? Blow them a kiss. No. She said no. Mwah. Say never. All right, you can take her. Bye. Oh, so cute. Oh. Thank God she got hey, her, hey, her grandmother's uh, looks. Right. Hey, 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 what? Rob. What? I mean, I mean, did I say that out loud? What? <laughs> really? You took the D gun approach? Really? Is that my out loud voice? Hey, hey yeah. Rob, I've already, I've already, you know, smooshed her. Also, you know, I came in <laughs> giving gifts. You know, what I'm saying, I, I, you, gifts. You, yeah. You got to work over the grandkids first. You know, what I'm saying, work then they'll your lead way up. you. Yes. Yeah, they'll yeah. lead you to the to the empire, the evil empire. So, I like you know. it. A <laughs> couple, couple of weeks ago, man, she had uh, this RSV. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. Uh, it's like a respiratory infection. Uh, and, uh, man, she was hooked up to all these tubes and stuff uh, in the hospital. Had to stay in the hospital four days. Um, and the thing that really got me was when I got to the hospital, dude, there were so many kids yes. on gurneys. Instead of, they didn't have enough rooms for all these kids. I guess this has been going on since early September, this virus, you know. Yep. 
it's it and croup has now you know croup has usually been a winter virus i know a nurse at that at the children's hospital she said they've been having multiple croup cases since july yeah they said ever since COVID, um COVID has really messed up a lot of kids' immune systems. And so I started talking to friends across the country, and they're talking about how hospital children's hospitals are swamped with kids that are going through this RSV. I never heard of it before. Yeah. Um, and so I'm only saying it because if you have kids kids between ages of newborn and five years old, and if you recognize them having like difficulty in breathing and stuff like that and congestion, don't mess around. Get them to the hospital. Get them to a doctor right away because this thing ain't no joke. I mean, her, her fever spiked at one point, 104, and her lips were turning blue and stuff like this. Jeez. Wow. It's uh, it uh, it ain't no joke, man. And uh, you know, the funny thing is, once they got her all these antibiotics and fluids, um, four days later, it was almost like it never happened. You know, she was back to her old self. But uh, man, this and I and I know a lot of people out there have small kids and do not mess around with this thing, man, because. Um, since COVID, uh, there are a lot of viruses that we are enduring now. We've never even heard of before. Mm-hmm. And now this COVID obviously is, is mutating into yes. many different things. Um, and even for guys, our ages, man, you gotta be careful. You know, the home remedies that we used to use, Oh, I feel the sniffles and stuff like that. Dude, don't, don't play with this stuff, man. Cause it ain't no joke. Well, well the only thing is, man, I hate the fact they're taking that COVID virus and trying to put it into the flu virus, you know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. But they're not they're not asking us, you know, if, if they can do it or not, you know, if we're cool with it or not. You know, so they can at least, yeah. you know, so you can at least kiss us. You know, so you just can't just go and, and, and just go at it. So, you know, you got to yeah, at least man. kiss us a little bit. They're not kissing us, man. Let us yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. You know, yeah. What I'm saying? You gotta let yeah. us know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, man. But that's that's one of my that's one of my little pride and joys, and that's it. It's beautiful. You, man. you brought her. You had to bring her while I'm working. You couldn't wait until three o'clock <laughs> to bring. You know, so. hey, it was never you, never she a wanted, bad time for that, man. Right, right. She, she loved wanted it, you, man. She, that's what it was. She wanted she wanted a tata. So she you loved it, tata, and, and to give it back to it. No, and her favorite <laughs> word is no and never. Never. <laughs> Fourteen months it. old. She's a master of those two words already. So. Oh, that's awesome. She's, um, learned, she's learned from the best. That's right. I am right. a very agreeable person, <laughs> Mr. Brooks. I let you tell it. <laughs> She's learning from her uncle Barrett. Yes. Right, right. There you um, go. <laughs> all right. Let me ask you guys this. Um, because we did this for the team yesterday, but I want to do this specifically for the Eagles defense. Who's the MVP? See, that's 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 the Eagles hard. defense. Yeah, who, yeah, who's the MVP Woo! so far through six games? Wow, I'll let I'll, you guys answer. I gotta think about that one. For I'm, I'm taking slight, I'm still I'm, taking slight. You gotta explain that to wow. me, unless you want me to explain mine first. All right, I'll go slay for the for this reason. Um, you can single him up on the best, and he is not only going to contain him, but he's also in some cases going to take the ball away. Um, he is a guy you, you don't, I like that you don't have, and Bradbury's been. Awesome. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm taking nothing away from Bradbury. I think he's been incredible. The Eagles haven't had a corner tandem, even in this conversation, really. Trio. Lito and, and, and Sheldon. Sheldon. And that's a long time. Um, I just think it makes such a difference. And he's also complimented by a guy. Yeah, the trio. You're right, Barrett. The, the three of them. But if you, if you know, with Maddox, if you throw um, it, to throw Bradbury with him, I think it's just made him that much better. Uh, and I, if there was more um, consistency from the offensive line, I might go with somebody there. But tell me where you're at on, on this. I, I'm I'm going with T.J. Edwards. This T.J. this this defense goes where he goes. Hmm. He's a signal caller. He makes things work. A lot of the times we don't see and hear the things that he does. 
but you see him starting to show up in the in the um in in the in the win column as far as he's averaging like nine ten tackles a game. Right. You know he stops the run. He's he 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 plays coverage. He's done everything that you want from a starting good middle linebacker. He's no longer somebody that I think about as being somebody undrafted that had to work their way on the squad. He's a bona fide star to me in this league right now, and he's he's not getting the accolades because we have so many good players on the defensive side of the ball. You know, everybody wants to talk about the Slays, the Bradberries, you know, guys like that, but he's like the unsung hero nobody's talking about, yet he leads his team in tackles. Mm-hmm. You know, he leads his team on the, on the defense on the field. You know, he's a quarterback of the defense. So he is he is major. He's the major cog to make that whole machine run, man. You know what I'm saying? Where he twirls and, and gets things going, everybody else plays at a higher level. We struggled a st- for a short time against Arizona because he was having a bad game. Right. And then he turned it around and then started, you know, then it started going in the right direction. But I think this defense goes where he goes. And listen, hard to argue, T.J. Edwards. I I think he's unsung, but certainly as impactful as anybody. How about you, Derek? I agree with both of you, but because you chose the players that you chose, and uh, both of them were on my list, um, I'm going to go with Bradbury. And here's the reason why. I think his presence alleviates a lot of the burden on Slay on the other side. I think it allows Gannon to do more things, which I think he needs to do. I'm well documented on record saying I think Gannon needs to do even more games in his front seven than he does. But Bradbury has been tested, tested time again. He has answered every challenge. Um, He has given the Eagles this ability to play more man coverage than they've ever played before since the likes of Lito and Sheldon, I think. Um, And everything that he was built to be, he has been that. The Giants admitted they didn't want to let him go. They just couldn't keep him, you know, at that time. I think we're looking at the James Bradbury that were played at a Pro Bowl level in Carolina right now. And he's playing on a mission. He, he, you know, he's getting a decent buck here. And when I looked at the numbers, I thought he was underpaid. But his contract is a seven and a half million base and with incentives can escalate to beyond 10 million. Hmm. You know, who's to say he won't earn that 10 million this year? You know, if you can keep him healthy. Um I think he he's physical. He's aggressive. He can run with most receivers. Um, I don't like a lot of how Gannon utilizes both him and Slay playing them off the receiver seven, eight, ten yards. That drives me nuts. When you have two corners of that caliber, when you look at the other defense, better defenses in the league, what do you do? You see him lining up in the faces. We saw it. We saw it the other night with both the Chargers and Denver. They put their corners right in the face of a, a, which makes that quarterback pat that ball. You, you, why, why were the numbers so inconsistent, so bad? Well, Russell Wilson's off, but even with Justin Herbert, you know, he had to throw fifty-seven passes. You know, and in rec- what was the record I gave you? Fifty-seven passes is the uh, most passes in the history of the game without, without a touchdown. touchdown. Yes. Okay. There's a reason for that. It's because of the way the corners played them guys. The secondary played them guys. I want to see the Eagles do more of that. They now have those corners that can do that. You know. And you have Avante in the slot, and you know as well. I just think I think Bradbury has to be considered as his defensive MVC for coming in here, defensive MVP coming in here, learning this scheme, uh, playing it to the best of his ability, whatever's called. And I think he's played it at an exceedingly high level. It's pretty great when you can make a case for like three, four different guys on one side of the ball. You know Absolutely, what I mean? that, that's Absolutely. a very good sign um, for this Eagles defense. Yeah, Let, yeah. Go ahead, Barry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cause Bradbury, he brings so much to the equation also, as far as 
his his physicality and his size and you know speed the way he plays mm. you know that's that's something you know that you don't really look at man but he plays long he plays big he's a big cornerback yeah, man he is. and um you know i mean even that tip ball i mean the way he played it it was absolutely cover, it was the cover speed four. he covered that's right yeah exactly so it was cover 4 and in that scheme he had to play inside out and if that go, if that player goes vertical he had to stick to a man but what he did was he understood that he had help over the top because it's cover four. You had a too high safety out there. So he could be more aggressive and sitting down and playing the pass and playing, you know, playing the throw from the quarterback. And 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 he was able to tip it, which led to the turnover. Right. Those are all things, you know, as far as him just understanding. Then with Slate on his interception, he same thing. They were running cover four. He knew he had help over the top. He played the receiver inside out, but he could play underneath and play more aggressive and played the throw as opposed to playing the player because he had help over the top. Hmm. And, you know, he trusted his safety. Both guys trusted their safeties, and they were able to make big plays because of it. So, yeah, man, those cornerbacks, man, it's hard. To, it's hard, especially when we've been starved with wanting cornerbacks, you know, two good cornerbacks for so long. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's so, amazing. yeah, you guys are right, man. Well, yeah. props to – and Mr. Taz points this out, but and a couple of different people have mentioned him. But I, I, I'll give C.J. Gardner-Johnson big-time props for – acclimating that quickly you know he's done a nice job kind of getting used to some things and he's a playmaker you know you see that um but all right so let's go through and we just hit on a couple bradbury and maybe cj garner johnson but the new faces and and what the returns are hassan reddick Mm -hmm. um i think he's just getting it feels like better and better i know maybe it's pass rush isn't quite as consistent generally for this team every game but i think he's had a he's had a really really good start to his eagles career Absolutely. You know, he, he first game, I remember we were ready to, you know, tar and feather um, Gannon for not right. being able to make him go out there and, and have some proven results. And then it kind of added to it. You know, he started getting more aggressive towards the end of the game. Then we went into Minnesota, same thing. You know, he got a couple hits on it, but then he turned and went out like gangbusters after that. They just need to find a way in which he was comfortable with, with rushing the passer. And I can remember saying, oh, Gannon's got to figure out a way to put him out there and put him in a position. No, you just don't do that. You just make him – let him go out there. He's a defensive end. In all actuality, he's a defensive end. Mm-hmm. He rushed the passes from the defensive um, end position. You put him out there and just let him go, and he's going to give you production. You know, that's what you want. But, I mean, Hassan Reddick, man, is a breath of fresh air because now you're starting to see – and he and it's, and it's kind of crazy because he, he likes to rush from – the left defensive end, which is actually the right side of the quarter, I mean, the right side of the offensive line. And usually with this bunch of right-handed quarterbacks, that's the front side of a quarter. So it's, it's actually harder to rush from those sides than it is from the left side because the quarterback can't see you coming. Right. But he has better results. Usually you put your best pass rusher on the uh, left side, on the left, on the the blind left tackle, yeah. of the blind side of the quarterback, but they actually flip it in reverse. He feels better rushing from that side. So let him go hunt. Let him go eat. And he's shown some production with that. And with him being out there, you got to allocate resources to it. When your resources are, are going towards trying to block an outside linebacker slash defensive end, that means your, your, your running back's not getting out because he has to stay there to chip or he's getting out there late. A tight end has to stay over there. He might not want the tight end to be there in protection. They're trying to get him out also. So, you know, he's he's shown now that, you know, just let him go. And he's becoming a factor on how offensive coordinators are blocking these plays. Mm. 
Yeah, look, uh, great uh, point there, Barrett, on, on just the way he's being deployed, utilized. How about Kaiser White? Uh, he's done a really good job. You know where he stands out to me, too? Pass coverage. You know, oh, I yeah. see him breaking up a oh, lot yeah. of passes, yeah. and yeah. there's a lot of versatility there with that guy, man. He's so fast, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the biggest guy in the world, but he's lightning fast, and he can he he can plug a gap in a hurry, in terms of the run. He can close. He's got great closing speed for a linebacker. Yes, he um, does. I think I think he's one of the unsung heroes. You know, we talk about him sporadically, <laughs> but I think he's one of the unsung heroes on that defense. You know, even when that defense is starting to get gouged, I think he's one of the unsung guys in terms of dropping back and cover. Um, you know, TJ and, and Hassan Reddick are not cover guys. I mean, they are what they are. But, you know, Kazir is that linebacker that can drop back and cover. He can come up and stuff the run. You know, he's exactly what you need. He's like he's like a kamikaze on that defense. You know, you, you, you just – you know, you forget about him and all of a sudden he just comes from out of nowhere and makes a play. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I forgot he's on the field also. You know, uh, what a great acquisition, great acquisition at a decent price to get him in here. Now, can they keep him? That remains to be seen. Do they want to keep him? That remains mm-hmm. to be seen. But he's a perfect addition, perfect complement to the second level of that defense. We're going to find out how confident they are in Kobe Dean, you know, with some of these decisions they have to make at linebacker. Ah, you know, da, whether, da. You know, da, da, da. You know yeah. whether you resign yeah. White, whether you give TJ a, a you know, extension. Yes. We're, we're going to find out. Right. You know, that's you know, for sure. White has done a lot, man. Even in the run game, man, he's showing up in the run game. I mean, his his speed is allowing him to close in on plays, you know, that wouldn't necessarily – we wouldn't have had. You know, the cutback lane has always been there against this defense, and that's been killing us for years. Well, look who showed up in that cut cutback lane here recently. Mm-hmm. Kazir White. He's yeah. been there to stop that cutback, you know, and it's really an asset that we have somebody like that that's fast enough that, number one, he can also spy these fast quarterbacks. And he can also play well enough that he can play outside but still get in and stop the run on the uh, backside cutoffs. All right. L- let's go you know, with one you, more. Oh, sorry, Jack. Go I'm ahead. sorry. When you were talking about Hassan Reddick, um, you know, he he plays – to me, he plays well in spurts. And I'm not going to get what I want. You know, and Barrett said – you know, Barrett has said consistency, leave him where it is, let him – leave him where he is and let him do what he does there. And when you have a pass rusher of that caliber, I look at the better pass rushers in the league and, you know, have for years. And the one thing I've always loved about them is when you're playing chess, you move the pieces around. You don't keep the one that you're one of your key pieces in the same spot all the time. You look at the four and a half sacks he's had. He's got them against Arizona, Jacksonville, Washington against two of the better, not great, but two of the better offensive lines in the game, Minnesota, Dallas. He has nothing. Detroit, not a great offensive line, but he had nothing, decent offensive line, but had nothing against those games. I want to see him more consistent against the better competition. See, we're going to talk about him and sing his praises because the next three games they have coming up, they have Houston, they have Washington, and who's the other one they have? Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh. So he may pad his stats again, and we're going to sing his praises. But I'm not. I can't measure him by those games. You know, you only play who's on your schedule. I get that. Mm-hmm. And you want him to show up because if he doesn't show up, we're going to be ripping him for not showing up yeah. against Houston, Pittsburgh, you know, teams like that in Washington. Fair enough. But I need to see I need to see him a little bit more consistent against some better competition. Yeah. All of his sacks, sacks were compiled in three games. Three games he had zero goose eggs on the board. Um I don't I don't like getting caught up too much in the sack total because a lot of times the effectiveness is how much pressure are you putting on the quarterback? But in his case, because he is a premier pass rusher more than anything else, I want to see him earn his money a little bit more doing what he was brought here to do. 
Okay. I, I want to throw one more into the newcomers and we'll dive into the guys who have been here. Uh, Jordan Davis, Barrett, I'll start with you on this. Uh, it, it's been, you know, a, a climb here, uh, you know, snaps growing, but limited early. Um, where's he at for you progression wise after six games? I, I just feel as though you just got to put him out there and just let him swim, man. He needs to be out there and get that production. I, I I saw in Dallas, man, the first half, he played a lot in the first half. He balled, man. He stopped that run game. He clogged up the middle. I mean, I call him a bump on a log. See, the bump on a log doesn't go anywhere. It sits right there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what he is, a bump on a log, which is, allows those linebackers to then go out there and play and, and run sideline to sideline, knowing that they're, those, those offensive linemen can't get up on them because they're occupied and trying to move him out the way. When you double-team him, that's taking another blocker off your, your linebackers that they don't have to deal with. And that's why you see some success from T.J. Edwards. Yeah. You see some success from Kazir White. He's got to play more, and, and they only play him in that 50 front. And that's against guys that run the ball. That's why I thought he was going to have much more of an uh, impact in the game against Dallas than he did in the second half because they stopped running that. For some reason, they stopped putting him in. And, and I don't understand. They went in with a little more 11 personnel. But then they turn around and put back in 12 personnel and, 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 and you know, you know 12 being one running back, two tight ends. You got to put them back in the game. You got to run more um, 50 front. You know, we call it a bear front or Navajo front where you p- cover the center with the big fella, Davis. And then you have, you know, Fletcher Cox and those guys, you know, and Hargraves on the guards. That gives that that basically just um, alleviates anybody getting up on the second level to block TJ Edwards. And he's good enough to make the play when you're not blocking him. So I just think, you know, he, when he's there, he's an impact player. We need more of him being out there. You know, I don't know whether it's, you know, it has anything to do with him being shape or whatever. Forget that. You just got to go out there and ha- make it happen. He can play his way into shape. As long as he's just sitting there in the middle of the defense, I don't care. He just needs to be more, on the field more time mixing it up in the middle at defense all right all right good uh good breakdown there let's go with some of the vets and, and what we're getting back here through the early return six games fletcher cox the gun <laughs> hey i knew you were gonna ask me about fletcher um my my problem with fletcher is again don't be um, too honest Derek. there you go you want me to be do you want, do you want me to be more like you bear in terms of being Totally I optimistic. I just tell the truth. I tell the truth the way I feel it should be told. And, and I don't tell the truth. What do I tell then? What do I tell? All right, Mr. Half Full. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, for the money you're paying at Fletcher Cox, um, and especially we, we talked about him allegedly having that proverbial chip on his shoulder because it could be his last year in Philadelphia. Um, I think he's been okay. I don't think he's he's been as consistent as I've wanted him to be. He, you know, 14 million. You, you've been a proven vet, you've been a pro bowler. Um, it's funny how, and the theme has been when him and Hargrave are in there, is when his team starts to get gouged in a running game. You bring Jordan Davis in, all of a sudden that stops. Oh, did okay. I say that? Uh huh. Okay, that stops. <laughs> now, I've heard people say, um, I've heard people say, well, Fletcher's having a great year. No, he's not. No, 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 he's not. No, you know, you want me to be honest, Mr. Brooks? I'm trying to be honest. I never no. said he was. I never okay. said he's having a great year. No, I, no, I think he's having he's having an okay year. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's having a great year. I need to see he one of his biggest claims of fame, especially when he was at that Pro Bowl level, was consistently collapsing the interior of an offensive line. I, I don't, don't see that. I do not I see know. that. I do not see him stuffing the run the way he did just a few years ago. Um, 
I, I'm, you know, I, I just think it's glaring when you have two proven guys like Hargrave and Cox in there that the run game gets better when you bring the rookie in. See, that's a telling tale to me. You don't think offensive coordinators identify that? When, when Davis is not in there, we can do certain things? Yeah. Well, they yeah. showed it against Dallas. Thank you. You saw that. You saw Thank it you. against Dallas. You know. So, uh, what does Seth have to say about that? About what? About Davis and his and his lack of um, that Davis needs to be playing more. Okay. He needs to be playing more. You know, and he, and he's not now for the first half of the week. And I know we're on Fletcher Cox, but Davis played for we, he was averaging like twenty two percent of the snaps. Right. right. All of a sudden, it elevated to forty two percent. Okay. And I expect it to go up even a little bit more. It may get up to fifty percent. If this theme continues, where they get gouged in the running game. I can see him, and it's identified that you know we we put the when we put that mobile home in there at the D tackle spot. <laughs> a lot of that stuff. I love that there. the mobile home. You put the mobile home in there, a lot of that stuff stops. Yes, it does. See, so that's why I'm on Fletcher Cox. Okay, okay, uh, Barrett, well, you're you're I, I'm sensing a little more optimistic uh, on what you've gotten from Fletcher thus far. Uh, you know, Fletcher, man, he, he's no longer that you know, top three defensive tackle in the league. You know what I'm saying? But he's still adequate at being a guy that can pressure, uh, especially one-on-one. Use it, you know, last year, one-on-one, I saw him get blocked a lot. But this year, one-on-one blocks, he's not getting blocked. You know what I'm saying? No. He is getting up the field. He's getting pressure. Uh, I believe he has a lot more in the tank. I think a lot more he can do. But they're playing him an awful lot for a team that, you know, we thought was not going to play those guys as much as they were. I thought we were going to alternate them a little yeah. more than they have mm-hmm. been. I haven't seen Williams play as much as I thought he was going to play. In fact, I see Marlon Tupaluktu, whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah <laughs> whatever his name what is. What he said. Yeah. yeah. I've seen him play um, when I, you know, I, I don't think that he, I, you know, I don't think he should have the reps that he has been in there. Right. <laughs> I'm glad you thought that's funny. That was good. Uh, that was just off the dome. I, I, man, I don't know his name for real, for real. <laughs> uh, this show is off the charts today. Yeah, yeah what yeah. is going on, man? How do you pronounce that last name? Um, you I'll let Rob do it. You pronounce it very carefully. Tui Palutu. I think that's what his name is. Palutu. Tui Palutu. Yeah, he's had one good play, one good play, and that was against Detroit, oh, which man. he calls that interception. Yeah, but I other than that, you know, I, I didn't think that you know he should get as many reps as he has been. I think the big fella should be getting those reps, you know, take some of his reps oh. away. But I know that Fletcher's playing a lot, you know, yeah. and Hargraves is playing an awful lot, and I thought you know why, to put him in more. you know, why. I don't know why. Yeah, Brad, 14 well, million. I mean, you got 27, 27 million locked up between those two. You, you, you're going to sit them? Are you going to sit them? Heck no, you can't sit them. That's what I'm saying. You got 27 <laughs> I million thought, reasons you know, I, why, I just baby. thought they were, I thought they wanted to win, man. I thought they wanted to make sure that they were going to be able to rush the pass consistent. What we had in, in, in 2017 was a rotation that was nasty. We rotated that NASCAR front. Yep. Like, you know yep. what I'm saying? Like every three, three, three or four plays. They didn't care who was out there. They were just alternating guys. And those guys were having production. They need to do the same thing now. You know, you're going to use all the Hargraves up and all of Fletcher Cox up before we even get to where the money downs are coming. And that's mm-hmm. towards the end of the season when we're playing against the the the, the Giants. We're playing against the, the, the Cowboys right. again. Right. 
Uh, you know, that's when we're really going to need them. You know what I'm saying? So cut their reps down, get the big fella in there a little bit, play Williams a little more. I mean, did they lose faith in those guys? That's what I'm trying to understand. I mean, I don't know how much more. I mean, do you guys know what 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 uh, what Williams his play percentage is? Uh, I don't think it's, it's a ton. I don't think uh, it's a ton. Hold up. And I, I thought he was pretty good, man. Yeah, I like Milton Williams. Right. You know for sure. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I think he's playing a lot for okay. a guy that. Uh, that's fair, and that's fair, and I think as the season it. goes on, and he they maybe they feel like he's better conditioned. We're going to get more Jordan Davis, you right. know, as we go. And that's uh, that would certainly be my hope. That's for sure. Hey, uh, Barrett, to answer your question, wow. Let me make sure this is, I got the right year. Okay, 2022. You're gonna be shocked, Barrett, when I tell you this one. What's that? Milton Williams has played. Oh, that's special teams. Um, 37.44% of the snaps. Wow. And how does that compare to say Jordan Davis and okay. uh, Fletcher? Jordan Davis has played uh Jordan Davis has played 30 34.62% of the snaps. Okay. Fletcher has played 63.59%. Um Hargrave? Uh, where, why am I not seeing his name here? Uh Hargrave, where is he? Hargrave has played 62.56% of the snaps. So, so, do you see the, the glaring I mean, yeah. you, could, you could drop that down about 50% of the snaps and, and let those and get young guys get to about 50%. Yeah. I bet you'll get more production out of those guys in the interior. Right, but, but, like, but like I what said. What about Marlon? What about Marlon? Tui Palutu. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get Jersey. You got to get Jersey, I think. Right, right. He has played – what? Interesting. He's played thirty four point one zero percent. So da, da, da. right, right there with Jordan. He's Davis. right there with Jordan Davis. Right, Jordan yeah. Davis and Milton Williams. and Milton. He's played as much as they have played. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying, yeah. man. I don't understand why we don't mix them in a little more, man. I, I know it's a lot of money those guys are making, but give those younger guys a little more production. Straight Paper. cash, homie. I know, Paper, man. Baby. I Straight know, cash, but yeah. I mean, you just need those guys' production out there so you can so you can not. It's almost we gotta get we gotta we gotta embed them. Let's yeah. embed him. You gotta embed him. Yeah, we gotta embed him. We gotta, you know, we gotta take him off the court. We can't have him playing, you know, saying thirty minutes a game. We gotta embed him. Give him about oh, twenty minutes a game. All you right, let's uh, wow. let's get a timeout. We're gonna come back. A couple things that we're gonna look at the NFL trade deadline, which is quickly approaching November first. Tom Brady makes an apology. Uh, we'll dig into some other odds and ends. We'll get into tonight's game, and we're gonna do our AFC power rankings. So you don't want to go anywhere. Barrett. Wait, wait, AFC power rankings or NFL power rankings? AFC. AFC. NFL tomorrow. I got to scramble. Uh Uh-oh. I thought it was NFL. My bad. It's okay. (laughs) Already done. See that? Already done. AFC power rankings. Wow. Yes. All right. So we'll do all that. We get back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Barrett, Rob, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit
Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D. Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D. Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Thursday. I am Rob Ellis along with my friends Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. All right, guys. So <clears throat> mentioned this yesterday, uh, NFL talk here. Mentioned this yesterday, Derek. You actually sent us this in the in our one of our group texts, but Tom Brady on his podcast with Jim Gray essentially compared, you know, get playing in an NFL season to being deployed in the military. Um, and uh, absolute poor taste. Okay. So definitely. Before, yeah, before he met with the media today, to his credit, before everything got started, said, I, you know, I want to take a second to, to mention something. Um, he said, before we could we we start, can I say one thing? Earlier this week, I made a statement about playing football and the military. It was a poor choice of words. I apologize. Uh, uh, and a reporter asked him to kind of, you know, expand on that. He said, quote, to be honest, I don't really want to expand on it too much. I have a tremendous amount of gratitude to everyone who served. In the end, we play a game, and the military is defending our country. It's two different things. I shouldn't have made the comparison. Look, I ripped them Perfect. yesterday. Perfect. Yeah, I, I ripped them yesterday. I'll give them props for addressing it and uh, owning up to it. So, and, and I like the fact that he said, I don't want to get into it because you know what that does? It just opens a more floodgate. But unfortunately, because right. of the society we live in today and the social media world we live in today, people are not going to let it go. He worded it perfectly. First of yeah. all, you know, while we all recognize him as the GOAT, people hate him because he played for the evil empire 
you know, and we, you know, we see him with the antics on the sidelines, thanks to 26 cameras covering NFL games now and people perceive him to be arrogant. Maybe he is. I don't know the man they never met the man uh, other than at a podium. Uh, so I'm not going to judge the man, but the fact that he, he talked, he obviously he thought about this. Somebody got in his ear and when cooler heads prevailed, obviously he spoke out of frustration on Monday you know, you have to take into consideration what's going on in his personal life. The team's not winning. He's not playing Tom Brady football right now. Emotions come out. It happens. Unfortunately, 20 years ago, would have been water under the dam after one day. Unfortunately, the social media world we live in today will keep that fire stoked for a long time. But he handled it perfectly. From my perspective, thank you. Move on. You know, I, I, from me, from my perspective, all is forgiven. You picked a bad choice of words. Forgive it. Well said. Uh, yeah, I, I, look, I can't add much to that. I, I, I give him credit for addressing it, and I think he, yeah, you know, was heartfelt. So, cool. Okay. Yeah, wash your hands of it. Um, yeah, you know, Barrett. I know this is something that we were we we were kind of kicking around a little bit off off camera, but we're not all that far away. I mean, today is the twentieth, so we have we're basically twelve days away from the the NFL trade deadline now. We don't always see monster moves um, in in the sport of football. Really, trade deadlines in general have kind of aren't aren't what they used to be in any of the sports. But um, you, you see the Eagles making a move here, Barrett. Do you see any big names going just to other addresses in general around the league? It's, it's funny, man, because everybody's looking at um, everybody's looking at the Panthers because it's been a fire. It's going to be a fire sale. Yeah, because you know, new coach coming in. Um, what they want is assets. They want to make sure that they get some, you know, some draft capital coming in. So this, so this next coach that does, does come in won't be behind a buck as much as he is. You know, he because he's he's gonna have to start start from scratch. Mm-hmm. He's definitely gonna have to start from scratch. So I mean, I, everybody's talking about, well, you know, what if we went and got um, this or when we got that? What's the major need that this team needs right now? And where would you go with as far as the need? Returner. Um, might be an oversimplification, but they I think they need a returner. I think they may need a another pass rusher, frankly. Well, uh, and that's that's you know, that's that's kind of the way in which you know we've got to approach this. I mean, what's out there right now as far as a return guy that they can trade assets for, and what assets would you train trade for it? You know, I mean. When I when I look at you know when I look at the, the Carolina Panther roster, I, I look at you know them going out and get a, a Brian Burns, a defensive end, really good pass rusher, played with Hassan Reddick last year, come in, but you know is a first rounder too much for him? He got drafted in the first round. I think he was out of Florida State or something like that. Yep. he's been averaging the last you know the last three years, just under. You know, ten sacks a game. I think he's about nine, nine point five a um, a year. You know, is he worth a first rounder? Somebody we know um, can rush the passer, but he's going. He's going to be looking for a new deal. So, you are you willing to give up a first rounder and bring him in with a new deal? Especially now that they're um, they're going to more than likely play Jalen Hurts before the year's over. With you got a lot invested money wise in that defensive line. Absolutely. Um, you know, and you're going to give up assets to bring this guy in and then have to extend him. I, I, I don't see it happening. Uh, I don't see anything major happening e- either way. I, I wouldn't give a lot up for a returner either. Quite frankly, I, I don't, 
I think they may make a move. Howie's been known mm-hmm. to do that. Jay Ajayi, you know, in the 17 season stands out. But I don't think it's going to be anything monster. I don't think Brian Burns is coming here. Well, yeah. I mean, if so all right, so don't fix it. Well, I mean, what I'm saying is this. You look at Carolina again. Right now, Baker Mayfield is hurt. Yep. They're going to this game with P.J. Walker. Mm-hmm. Would you trade a Garner Minshew or, for him? What I and trade? Probably, probably a you know a, 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 a later round pick. I can't take that risk, Barrett. I mean, even if you, I mean, think about the way it went last year. You lost Jalen for what a couple games, and I think he won both. Yeah, I, I can't risk that um, with mm-hmm. Reed Senate or whoever's on the practice squad. Right. I, no, it's Ian Booker. Former, I'm sorry, former Ian Booker. Um, Ian Booker. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no thanks. Book. I'd rather go with Notre Dame. No, I, I, I think he's more I'm making that move. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, mean, no I, I, need, I, need that, I need a real insurance policy for a guy who's played real games. Well, although what they're going through right now. Although That's a kid exactly named Zappy's 2-0 and right now. So Yeah. Can you believe that? Well, but I'm not making that move, though. I don't know, man. I would think about it for for a Brian, um, you know Brian Burns. What if I, 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 what if my goodness, heaven forbid, if somehow Jalen went down, are you going to turn that team over to Ian Booker? Book, you know, Ian Book, especially with the way this team is rolling right now. Oh, yeah, I'm not. Man. At least Minshew can run the offense. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, Minshew is a good stopgap. I, yeah, I don't I think do he's too. any long-term answer, but I think he's right. a good last. This is right. the last year in his deal. Games? Yeah. This is the last year in his deal, and no. the probability of him signing back here is slim to none. No, he you're right, but I, you're right, Barrett, but I'm looking to just get through this year. I think they have legitimate Super Bowl aspirations. I need a quality backup. Exactly. You have to. With the way this machine is rolling right now, coupled with the schedule, the week schedule they have, I don't want anything that, that causes us to trip up any way, shape, or form uh, down the stretch, especially you control home field advantage right now. You want to make sure you have everything you need to continue that even when you start losing players. We know they have the depth and the versatility on the offensive and the defensive line. We know that they have it in the running back position. We know they have it at the wide receiver position. The big, the big question mark is the quarterback. You don't want to have significant drop-off from that first quarterback. Now, there is a drop-off in overall talent, but we know that Minshew can run this offense. He can scramble if he has to. He can make things happen. He's not He's not Zappy, whatever the heck his name is. Bailey <laughs> Zappy. Slappy Zappy, or whatever his name uh, is. He's yeah. played well, the Zapster. Yes, he has. He's 2-0. Yes, he That's what yeah. I'm saying. But do you want to yeah. run that risk? Yeah. Uh, who's, the back, who's the practice squad QB for the Eagles? Booker? Ian Book. Ian Book. Book, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Throw the book at him. That's right. what I said. All right, well, that answers <laughs> that. where he is. Um, a couple other things. Hollywood Brown out at least a month, according to Cliff Kingsbury, and they play tonight. So let, yep. let, let's dig into that game tonight, guys. We have the Saints and the Cardinals. Cardinals are minus two and a half last I checked. Uh, Andy Dalton will get the nod for the Saints in this one. Both teams need it bad. You know, and the Cardinals get DeAndre Hopkins back. Yep. Clearly, that's a that's a big addition. You know, them. Uh, they made the trade to get Robbie Anderson. We'll see, you know, how quickly he can acclimate to this thing. But the Cardinals are two and four. They're in last place. They're they're behind the Seahawks. They're in last place in the yep. West. The Saints right now, same thing. Two and four. They're not in last because the Panthers are one and five. But they're in third place. Both 
I mean, one more loss, and you could almost – I think they're all both in big trouble anyway, but you could pretty much kiss a goodbye. They, they, they lose this one. They're playing this one in Arizona? Yes. That's bad for the Saints, especially with no no uh, no Jarvis Landry, no Michael Thomas, no Marshawn Lattimore. No Lattimore, and you have DeAndre Hopkins, who's been chomping mm. at the bit. And I just saw uh, somewhere on Twitter he put out some hyper video today. Yeah, like, means. dude, you were suspended for PEDs. Yeah. I don't think you do the, yeah. uh, the comeback tour, you know. Yeah, whatever that is. But I think Robbie Anderson doesn't know the odds, but they'll, they'll utilize his speed in some way, shape, or form. You have Robbie Anderson and DeAndre Hopkins that help Kyler Murray uh, tonight. Saints are in trouble in this game tonight. Saints are in trouble. I, I, it, it does feel like an Arizona game. Well, I mean, like an Arizona game they, they need to because it's a low lead. line, by the way. Well, it's because both teams suck. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at that, both teams have good defenses also. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, the Saints defense. But they have a lot of people that's out, like Marshawn Lattimore is out. Mm-hmm. I think they have a starting linebacker that's out also. So, um, um, you know, you know what, man? If you look, if you really look back, if you if, when the schedule came out, we looked at this game as being a good game. <laughs> remember, we we did oh, yeah. we went through that for sure, for sure. Oh, yeah. We, did. we yeah. went through as far as I can remember us saying that, man, this gonna be a really good game on Thursday night when we talked about the schedule going into the uh, this summer, going into the season, and look at it now. Wow. Well, think yeah. about if you're, if you're the networks and you're, and you're planning out the year before it starts, think about how many times just through six weeks now we've seen Russell Wilson in prime mm-hmm. time because you thought they were going to be good because you thought he was going to go there and crush. And that team is awful to watch. I mean, Denver's like watching paint dry. Yes. But they didn't know oh, that. My I, like yeah. I can't kill the executives for wanting him on 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 you know primetime games, but it's just the way it's worked out. This is another one of those games. You thought this was going to be, you know, two good teams, not great, but two good teams. Right. Thursday right. night. And I'll tell you, yeah. you know, careful what you wish for if you're Al Michaels. You know, you could have stayed with Sunday night football. You jumped over to, to Prime for these Thursday night games. And man, there have been just turds left and right. Here well, these matchups, Al Michaels, they were basically forcing out, yeah, basically it's to Tirico. make way for Tarico. Yeah. Um, so they get they threw him a bone by basically sending him to Amazon. You know, you look at the Saints. Um, not only is Thomas and Landry out, but they're starting tight end Adam Troutman is out, and their Pro Bowl left guard uh, Andrews Pete is out. So this offense is hurt Jeez. right now. <laughs> you know, and then on defense, no Lattimore tonight. Um, and they've got other guys nicked up that are playing. They still have Cameron Jordan and Marcus Davenport. So that's that's going to be interesting to see how they try to corral Kyler Murray in this game tonight. But mm. Saints offense is, is man, I'm telling Ooh. you what, they, they're in a geriatric unit right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're about. right about that. And I know, listen, I know both of you guys are thrilled. Uh, tonight, Taylor Swift is going to drop a trailer <laughs> for her new album, Midnights, during what? the game. Taylor yes. Swift. What? Taylor Swifty. You're, you're yeah. a Swifty, aren't you? Yeah, I'll be turning away at that point. I won't you're be watching. You're no. I, I mean, nothing says Taylor Swift like Al Michaels, you know, setting her oh, up no. for, for, no. Uh, for no. the debut of her new album that's dropping. Yes, no, I won't, be, I won't be listening to that. No. You're not going no. to the, uh, no. the concert no. once she no. starts touring again? Come no. on, there. Nope, not going to happen. All right. <laughs> nope. no. I, th- I thought she was one of your favorite artists. Next question. Okay. Um, Tua says he lost consciousness. I, I don't think I'd be surprised by this after he got hit, uh, in, in that, that game against Cincinnati, 
there's a chance, I guess, that they, they, they he may play this week, right? I yeah. mean, that's that's the the hope. Yeah, that's the he's hope, able to yeah. come back. That was week four uh, when he went down. He was hospitalized. Of course, he flew back with the team. Um, but we all know how badly that looked, and the NFL has now tweaked its policy on uh, on you know concussions and head injuries. Um, the Bucks offensive line, um, in particular, Robert Hainsey, who's the center. Yeah, is thrilled that Tom Brady's chewing them out. Thinks they deserve it. Uh, doesn't have an issue with that. That just says to me it's Tom Brady, and we got to take it. Absolutely. I mean, he, yeah. he did the same thing in New England for years. How many times yes. did the cameras catch him chewing out his offensive line in New England? Exactly. When you're Tom Brady, you see if if that's a is if that's a Jacoby, you know, Jacoby percent uh, percent. If that's a uh, Baker Mayfield, that doesn't play well. Yeah, it's a problem. But because right, it, right. It, if it's if it's Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, they can get away with that stuff, mm-hmm. and rightfully so because they're highly decorated quarterbacks. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with yeah. you. Uh, Taylor Heineke will get the nod for for Washington with Wentz out. He feels confident. He feels like he learned from last year when, when he had opportunities and thinks he'll be that much better. I, I am going to be interested to see how their offense moves the ball with him and how different it looks. Um, I, I think he's going to run into some of the same problems Wentz has. I don't think their offensive line is good uh, necessarily. So I think that obviously impacts him at the quarterback position. Right. And the, the problem he faces is, you know, Washington's going to be taking on a Green Bay team that's lost two in a row. And I know the game's yep. in Washington, but I don't think that's a great spot for the commanders. I think they're going to Washington's offense is going to play better with him under center. Absolutely. I think so also. I, I think Carson Wentz better start getting his hunting and fishing camp together for life after football. Bro, he's big because if, 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 if Heineke plays well in this game, I don't think Carson's getting his, his job back, to be honest with you. I, I, um, I agree with you. I, I, so I told you guys, I don't think he's long for the NFL. Um, no, so I, no. I absolutely believe that. And, and if he plays well, I guess what's what's Wentz timetable like six weeks? So we're four, probably four to six up. weeks. Yeah. All right. So we're looking at like week twelve ish. If, if Washington's still in contention, are they going to force feed Wentz back in there? Exactly. Nope. I, I told I you guys. So. If, if, if I'm on a medical staff of Washington, if they if they start winning and get back in the, in the conversation of playoffs, hey uh, Carson, um, I know we told you six weeks, man, but we just did an X ray. And that fracture is not healing properly to our satisfaction. Yep. You may need an additional two weeks before you come back. Mm, Absolutely. I let him sit. I let his butt sit. If they start, if they, if Washington can rally, rally around Heineke, um, Carson Wentz is an afterthought for the rest of this season. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right on that. All right. Let's, uh, let's do a little AFC power rankings. Yes. AFC power rankings. All right. I did 10. We didn't have to do 10. I don't know. I just did 10 because I was. Because you have nothing else to do. Felt like it. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll work my way up. You guys tell me how crazy I am with this. I All have right. the Dolphins at 10. I have the Patriots at 9. I have mm. the Colts at 8. I have the Bengals at 7. I have the Titans at 6. I have mm. the Ravens at 5. Ooh. Jets at 4. Chargers at 3. Chiefs at 2. Bills at 1. So I go Bills, Chiefs, Chargers, Jets, Ravens, Titans, Bengals, Colts, Patriots, Dolphins. Wow. I, uh, I can't argue with that list. No, I did five, either. but I can't argue with that list. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I, I you know what? This is about I, I go I go Colts, 
at 10. And then um, I, I I think I would flip-flop um, the Patriots and the Dolphins because I had Patriots next and then the Dolphins because both quarterbacks are – I don't even know who these guys are. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Skylar Thomas, is he, is he, is he starting? Um, who's starting this game? Two, I think. Two yeah. is starting this game. Two. So then I – yeah, so then I got to go Colts, Patriots, Dolphins. Then I go Titans. Then I go Bengals, Ravens. And I, you know, you, you said the same thing, Jets and Chargers, but I might flip flop them. And it's just, just, you know, the only reason why the Chargers are going to go f- before them is the quarterback position. You know, mm-hmm. the, you know, the Devonair suave quarterback the Jets have, he's just so young that, um, and has just now starting to, you know, get a sense of who he is as an NFL quarterback that I got to go with the guy that's been there for the longest. So I'm going to go Chargers. Then I go Chiefs and then I go Bills. Okay. Did you did you just call Zach Wilson Debonair? The Debonair, yes. The Debonair, the, the, the Mama Slayer. Oh, here the we mama. go. <laughs> <laughs> Create baby mama drama in all these households. Oh boy, the mama, here it comes the Mama Slayer. Now I'm just waiting for the oh chat. The chat room's about to explode. The Mama Slayer. The mama Slayer. Oh my goodness. Oh, good old Zach. I can't wow. wait to get an update on where, where things are with him, what, what wow. he's up off the field these days. Oh, Devin, you got him. All right. I only did five because I misunderstood when we had our meeting. I thought we were doing the NFL power rankings. That's okay. So I only did five in the AFC. And right. the top five for me were easy. I mean, correction, the top four were easy. Number five was difficult because you have six teams that's at three and three in the AFC. But I came to the conclusion I'm picking Cincinnati as my number five. Wow. Um, I have the Chargers at four, Jets at three, Kansas City, and Buffalo. Who would have thought? Like, we have the Jets, the Jets. in the top five. Yes, the Jets. It's, but you know why? Look, because they play, they're playing really good defense. They have a running game. They're not asking Wilson to do too much. No, exactly. No. Um, they're they're one of the really interesting teams to me uh, as we march, march forward here. I mean, they have coming up, um, they're at Denver – on Sunday, actually, it's not an easy schedule. They're at. We'll see if Denver gets it together. But they're at Denver. They have New England at home, Buffalo at home, bye week at New England. They get New England twice in three weeks. Jeez, their their first four draft picks have been huge yes. for them this year. Joe Douglas hit a hit a grand slam with his first four picks this year in the draft, um, and it's shown. And then Robert Sala, that defense is now playing Robert Sala football. Yep, yep. Um, and that has been huge. And you're right, Rob. It's funny to sit here and to think six weeks into this season, we're talking about the Jets as one of the top five teams in the AFC. It's one of the great things about the, the sports in the NFL. Yes. You just yes. never know. Yeah, you never know. Yes. And some I of the agree. teams that have already almost buried themselves, too. Absolutely. You know? I mean, you think about it, like you have the Jets, great story, exciting, et cetera. There's not a lot of other great stories in the AFC. Most of them are, what the heck happened? Raiders one and four. Broncos two and four, uh, Pittsburgh two and four. Yeah, Cleveland. I'm not shocked because of all the Watson drama, but you know whatever. Um, you know Raiders. The, the, yeah, right. Exactly. I'm ready to. I'm I'm ready to write the uh, Raiders eulogy already, bro. I, I with all that talent they have, they, I cannot believe. Speak. I cannot believe I was so wrong on that. Oh Even my goodness! Happens. Look at that. I, 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 I cannot believe I was so wrong on that. Barrett, they haven't been able to close close games. They're terrible right. in close games. 
You know, the Ravens are terrible in close games. Yeah. And, and, and they've been brutal. Leads up. Yeah, yeah. They've been brutal. Barrett, Captain Tuna is all over you today, man. Damn. Look at this. D Gun. Should Barrett be in my top five fishing team power rankings? Ouch. <laughs> I used to be, man. I used to be up there. Wow. So, I'll tell you what, man. Ever since I started that new show and wow. my face was on a billboard as you went over the bridge. It scared so many people, man. People almost getting in car wrecks and everything going to bridge when they saw my face up there for, you know, well, Bird's Huddle. That's understandable. And, and he's going over, he's going over the bridge, and he and his wife, Tam, Tam is my, that's my girl there. We're like this. We're like this. I'm her chocolate drop. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. This show just got We're like this, bro. We're like this. And he sees it. He, he literally makes... He makes Tam go back over the bridge. They pay to come back over and they have to repay the five bucks just so they can time right, just so they can see my face and take a picture. Oh my God. To bust my chops, you know what I'm saying, while wow. they're going over the bridge. I don't want to see your face that much. <laughs> my God. Oh boy. Uh, I mean, I, time, man, when you're driving past there, Barrett, tomorrow or tonight, whatever, take a picture. I want, I want to see it. I, haven't I, seen I don't know if it's this not there anymore. Now oh, it's okay. Jaws. Okay. Picture. Okay. It's Jaws' okay. picture now. Oh, they put Jaws up there, man. Oh, yeah. How how you got we got bumped we, for Jaws? You got bumped already for the new Bro, guy, how, man. You know, you know how it is, man. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, what have it's, you what done have you for me, me lately? lately? Wow, yeah, exactly right. It's, what right. have you done for me lately? We come back, guys. You know, the the Sixers um, made a game night change in house, mm-hmm. which has a lot of people talking. So we'll discuss that. Uh, I mentioned the ALCS last night. Flyers played, the Union playing tonight, some debuts in the NFL, some big time debuts. Got some good birthdays as well. We got a lot to dig into when we come back. So you don't want to go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. fans on earth it's a bold statement 
But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. The faces you know, the team you trust, the Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. Welcome back, everybody. Final segment of the show. Thanks for hanging with us today. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Hey, reminder, tomorrow at 1 p.m., we will have Phillies radio color analyst Larry Anderson. So looking forward to talking to L.A. tomorrow. Get us set. Prime it, if you will. Prime us up for uh, game three of the NLCS between the Phillies and the Padres. All right. Um, I know you guys have been to Sixers games. I know you watch Sixers games. And we know what happens when – the especially the opposing team is on the free throw line and they missed the first one. Yeah, everybody gets up, man. It's like a whole thing in the building, right? Because they know if he misses the second one, if you have a ticket stub, you get a free or else you got a free frosty from Wendy's, right? Mm-hmm. And that was a big attraction. Guy would hold up the you know the frosty thing behind the back of the backboard, trying to throw everybody off. Well, guess what? No more frosties. However, well, come on, man. Yes. But you have the Bricken for chicken. The what? <laughs> if, if you miss, if the if there's two free throws missed now, you will get uh, free chicken nuggets at uh, Chicken Tenders, whatever they're called, at, at Chick-fil-A. I don't want no dang chicken nuggets. <laughs> chicken Tenders, whatever the chicken, I don't want no chicken nuggets, chicken tenders. I'm not a big Chick-fil-A person anyway. I don't want You want that. Frosties? I want that Frosty, man. <laughs> Man, if I was a season ticket holder, give me my money back. You're bummed. You, you, you're not, you don't want tickets anymore. You're done with the team. I'm done with it. Give me, give me my dang, give me my dang money back. Yes. What well. chicken nuggets, man? You know, you can get chicken nuggets anywhere. You can't just get a frosty anywhere. You know? I'm not a huge Chick Fil A guy. Not my not kids. Me either. Me either. Love Chick Fil A. I know, man. I'm, my I'm wife not and kids bro. love Chick Fil A. I'm not right. a same. It's wild how much they love it. I like Popeye's chicken better. Like we have stock in Chick-fil-A is how much they love it. It doesn't Jeez. move the needle that much for me, to be honest with you. So I, if I have my druthers, I'm I'm frosty guy. Over, Thank you. Over chicken bricking. Bricking chicken. Oh. Bricking for a chicken. Whatever bricking it's called. Bricking for a chicken. Where are you at, Barrett? It's a this, great this slogan. Real, this is really hard-hitting stuff. Yeah, where, where bro, I, I, can't, I, can't deal with, I can't deal with Chick-fil-A, man. I'm all Chick-fil-A'd out, bro. I mean, every time you go on like a trip, you know, um, or when I when I when I do my games out, they got Chick Fil A's like for every meal, man. I'm yep. like, come on, I'm just Chick Fil A'd out, bro. Yeah. Plus, you got to wait in them long lines at Chick Fil A. Yeah, man. It's not worth it, man. Although I will say this though, my, my wife got me hooked on the Chick Fil A breakfast sandwich. Now that thing's pretty good. Okay. But outside of that, I mean, I've never understood this obsession with Chick Fil A. And you know, I'm not knocking Chick Fil A. I don't want any lawsuits, but I'm just saying I don't get it. 
the chicken to me is always dry. Yeah. You know, and you gotta never put a pickle on my dang chicken. Don't put no pickle on my chicken. <laughs> <laughs> what dare you? We gotta fight. We yeah, gotta those fight. worlds shouldn't collide, the chicken no, man. pickle world. No, yeah, no, I got you. That's like Rob putting milk with Cheerios, man. Come on. I agree. I'm with you. Listen, yeah. I'm a I am a separatist when it comes to food. You guys know that. I well, I, I, I don't like it touching. I don't you know, I don't go that far. We don't need to get into that. that. Yes. Yeah, 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 no, that yeah. Don't go that far. It's all I going agree. the same place, you know. Yes, I know. <laughs> yes, <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> um and it's all coming out the same place too. I didn't say I didn't want to go there. I had to see, go there. See, see, I took it to that. I took it so to when that I say country. flush it, you guys just go. Oh, you just yes. touch, Oh, 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 yeah. oh. That, We did it. It was me. All I said was it goes to the same place. I he know. had to take it to the I, next level. I took it into the gutter or the yes. toilet, if you will. Yes. Um, Flyers played last night, guys. They lost to the Panthers. First loss of the season, four three. Hard, hard to get really worked up about them. They've done a nice job so far, man. You know, it's a good start. Three and one. They almost did it again. They almost came from behind again. With another good team. Yeah. That's that's another freaking really I'm telling good team. You, man. You, team. you played Tampa and Florida in back-to-back games. Yeah. And you split. Yeah. Hey, pe- take that, pat yourself on the back, and keep rolling. Yeah. Keep 100%. rolling, bro. 100%. Keep rolling. And you got uh, Tampa again tomorrow night? I know, right? Jeez. Uh, yeah, we were talking about this um, earlier. So, tomorrow – at the down in the sports complex area, you have the Phillies and the Padres game three. You also have Temple playing at the link yep. on Sunday. Now it's nice because you get some time in between, but you have the, the Phillies at 237, I think it is, and you have the Flyers on Sunday night down there at, at Wells Fargo. So you have, it'll be a busy couple of days down there, you know, for the sure. Worlds collide, yeah, man. barely dodging traffic left and right. <laughs> uh, Wait, Barrett, Barrett, you don't have to go in this Sunday. Actually, you're good on Sunday, you're right? Good on this Sunday, Nothing right? on Sunday, bro. Hey, it's a bye week. Hey, go yes. ahead, Barrett. Go ahead, do it, Barrett. It's a bye week, hey. man. Yeah. So you don't have to catch some crazy flight back. You can just chill getting back from uh, bro, where's the game at? To, is it at Florida or ECU? Where, where is it? Uh, it's at ECU. Okay. I never, I I've say, never been to that. Back. How's that campus? I've never been to that campus. Beautiful ECU. campus, man. Beautiful, it? man. It's, and it's like 72, 73 degrees down there right now. Mm-hmm. Can't wait, um, man. I just unless, looked it up um, a few minutes ago. Unless nice. your employer unexpectedly wants you to come in and shoot some promo stuff. That's happened before, bro. <laughs> That's happened before. Good point. That has happened before. Good so, point. Bro, I, I'll get I'll get a call like um Barrett. Um we really would like you, instead of saying get yeah, your yeah, ass yeah. down here, but yeah. we really would like you to do this, 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 and that. <laughs> like, uh, here we go. Here we yep. go. Yep. And you know what that means. Oh man. It's like oh, office, you know, this is it's like office space and the boss walks, ah, we're gonna need you to. Go ahead and come in on Saturday. Oh, right. right. Okay. <laughs> what commercial is that? That was Office Space. You guys, if you guys haven't seen that, I haven't seen that. Trust me when I tell you, watch it. It Wait. is hilarious. Oh, who is, Office who's, Space. who's in it? Who's in it? Uh, Ron Livingston is the lead guy who's okay. very good in it. Um, Gary Cole plays his boss, who's excellent in everything. Jennifer Aniston's in it. You, you have to watch it. I'm just, I'm telling you guys, it is Office freaking space. hilarious. Okay. If, if you're if you're ever bored, just do okay. it. Just, just jump right. in. All right. Union playing tonight. Playoffs uh, taking on FC Cincinnati at eight o'clock. Union trying to uh, try to take home the title. They had a great regular season. I think uh, this is the first playoff game. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. They've I I look. I give them that organization a lot of credit. That club. They have really built something sustainable, man. Like they're good at now. Like they're legit every year, and they just keep kind of cracking it out. And they're doing it. A real good job. Curtin's doing a Jim Curtin's doing a really good job coaching that team and 
They're a good team. They're a good team. Fun, fun place to watch a game, too, if you ever get a chance to get down there. Uh, Subaru Park in, in Chester. Okay. All right. So, uh, Paulo Bancaro played last night, the first overall pick out of Duke for the Magic. How about this debut? 27, 9, and 5 in Say his first what? NBA game. My man, my man came and delivered. Yes. Who did they play? They played Detroit. Which, and by the way, the Magic had three guys under 21 or 21 or under with 20 plus points. It tells me wow. in a couple of years they're going to be a force again. Yep. Yep. They're, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. They just need to stay healthy. 27 in his debut. Yeah. Heck of a debut. And some people question whether he should have been taken that high, but you know. Do you, do you have the box score pulled up? I'm just I can curious. have it pulled up. Yeah. Go All ahead. Right. How many shots did he take? Because, because, you know, compared to everybody else. All right, so uh, Bencaro, here we go. I have it right here. All right, Bencaro last night, 11 of 18. Okay, 18 he shot, shots. Yeah, he shot six more. He had six more field goal attempts than 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 anybody else. The oh, most so anybody else had was 12. So he's been told, hey, look here, man. We're about as bottom as you can get. You shoot shoot your lights out, man. You, yeah, we, want <laughs> just you to go. Be, we just want you to be the next Larry Bird. Just shoot right, your lights right. out. Just go. Just yeah, go. The good thing is he's that's very efficient. Eleven of eighteen. That's good shooting. That's yeah. for a debut. Uh, that's nerves of steel. Yeah, and got to the free throw line seven times and hit five. Uh, nine rebounds, five assists. Uh, yeah, yeah. He look. He had two blocks. He contributed in a lot of different ways. Played very well. You now, good for him, man. Good for him. Really, good, really man. solid. Uh, and he's 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 good. He's got a lot of versatility to his game. I like to point this out every time because I am a pickleball aficionado and fan. <laughs> Kevin Durant has now bought a pickleball team. Now Guys he's all in on it too? They're all in. They know where it's going, fellas. So who did I mention a couple of weeks ago? LeBron? I mentioned LeBron, two other people. Kim who were the Kleisters, other two? Kim uh, Kleisters was one more. Uh, uh, the LeBron's agent, Paul. Uh, no, it was another athlete. Was, uh, no, it was another athlete I brought. It was Kim Kleisters. I brought up Kim Kleisters and one other athlete. That has jumped on with LeBron. And who did you just say is also jumping in on it? Rich Paul. Kevin Durant? And Kevin Durant. Yep. Rob may have to come out of retirement. May get those hamstrings loosened up, man. I'm, I already play. I don't know. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> uh, saying. Let me see. Okay. LeBron, Maverick Carter, Draymond Green, Kevin Love, Tom Brady, Dray- Kim Kleisters, Brady. Drew Brees, James what? Blake. Yes. Yes. You guys better start listening to me. It's Pickleball. Legit. It is real, man. It is real. Talent. Gonna, does it have a network TV contract yet? ESPN three, I think, shows. There you go. I thought so. you were going to tell Telemundo or somebody. <laughs> no, what's wrong with Telemundo, man? There's nothing wrong with Telemundo. Okay, then I'm talking about safe, bro. But don't be starting any controversy, man. I got you know. I got to. Hey, I got. I got to deal with people, man. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Oh, yeah, hey, look, look. All right, let's do some birthdays, uh, and then we'll jump it back to some of the stuff we were touching on earlier in the show. Uh, Vigo Mortensen is 64 years old. Good, good, really good actor oh, in, in a lot of different things. Oh, if Lord of the Rings. Chance, oh, I mean, you ever, you ever watch a history of violence? Yes. Whoa. Great movie. Great movie. Whoa. Yes. There's some scenes in that movie, man. He's really good in that. He's good in everything. What did I do on uh, my birthday? Uh, Billy Zabka. Do you know the name? Billy Zappy. You say Zappy? Zabka. <laughs> uh, no, I do Zappy. not know the name, sir. Johnny from the karate kid he was the villain oh, with the blonde hair yeah sweep the leg you know all that yeah, oh that yeah was, that's him that's billy zapka uh snoop dog 
Snoop Doggy right. Dog. What? Yes. Sipping on gin and juice. Yes. Uh, Calvin Brodus, uh, a- a.k.a. Snoop Dogg. 51 Snoop. Yep. years old is Snoop now. 5-1. Yeah. Um, Who'd you say John- was Lord of the Rings? Uh, Vigo Morgan- Mortensen. Mort- Mortensen. He was Lord of- one of the main characters in Lord of the Rings. He's done a ton of stuff. Oh, he was in Carlito's Way? Yeah, he's in a lot. He's in that uh, 13 lives. If you get yeah, to yeah, see yeah, that. yeah, 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 I got him now. I got him now. Yeah, yeah. G.I. Jane, Hidalgo. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, John Krasinski, who played Jim on The Office and has yep. gone on to have a really good career in movies and, and whatnot, 43 years old. You know old. he's married to, right? Emily uh, Blunt. Emily Blunt, yes, yeah. actress, British actress, Emily Blunt. Um, Mickey Mantle was born on this day, 1931. Wow. wow. Yep, yep, it's number seven. there. One of my favorite TV characters ever, Jerry Orbach, who played Lenny Briscoe on Law and Order. Thought he was awesome in that. Oh my goodness! Okay. Born on this day in 1935, he has since left us. Tom Petty was born on this day in 1950. Uh, who Tom Petty, Petty from Gainesville, Florida, and they what, still honor what, him every game. What's your favorite Tom Petty song? Here comes my girl is okay. my favorite Tom right. Petty song. All right. Yes. Well, did you sing a song called Walls Tumbling Down or something like that? That's John Cougar Mellican. That's John oh, Cougar. Okay, Another what? white guy, Barry. Wrong hey, guy. We, we, all, we all look alike. Wow. <laughs> you just said, did you go there? Did you really go there? Wow. He has learned too much from you, D-Gun. He has learned way you're too a, much from you, You're a D-Gun. bad if influence. I, if I said that, Barry would, have been, Barry would have taken it and ran with it. Then I would have had to go downstairs and hang my head in shame, my wife would have said, did you really just say yeah, that on the show? Dude, I'd I, really? I, I have ran you? with it. You're right. But since Rob you're said right. it, I, I, I said it. I'm so glad Rob said it. No, but my favorite. <laughs> but you were my, thinking it, though. What? You were thinking it, though. No, not until Rob said it. Then I was thinking it. <laughs> my favorite Tom Petty song, though, is uh, I'm torn between uh, Don't Do Me Like That or Free Falling. They're both great songs. Yeah. They're both yeah. great songs. Yeah. 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 yeah, good choices. He's got a, a, a you know, pretty strong catalog, for sure. Uh Vice President of the United States, yep. Kamala yeah. Harris, yep. fifty-eight years yes. old. Happy Kamala. birthday, Kamala! Who could yeah. be get, who could be the president based on what we've seen? <laughs> That's all you, man. That that great still Delaware. He's just kidding. I'm just kidding. Can a man just have some fun? I know. I know. I know. We can't. Unfortunately, we can't anymore. That's the sad thing. I know. Uh, man. Paige Beckers, the UConn uh, basketball player, women's basketball player, who blew out her knee. She won't play this year, but she'll be mm. back. Okay. Is 21 years old. I was ashamed when she went down. She's, you know, she'll be a stud when she comes back. That's for sure. Yep. Yep. Uh, Keith Hernandez, Philly, Philadelphia Phillies favorite broadcaster, wow. Keith Hernandez, wow. is uh, 69 years old. Keith Hernandez, uh, still wow. doing Mets games, you know, et cetera. Uh, that's all I got birthdays. What do you have, Derek? You got more? Uh, the hey, original, the original Dracula. Now, let me see if you both know your history. Oh, Who is the original Dracula? Oh, man. No, no. Come on, come on, boys! You movie aficionados, come on! You got me, Bella Lugosi. Oh, jeez, what year was he born? Oh, jeez, uh, it was question. the eighth. I only put down the year he died. I didn't okay. put down the year he, was born. he <laughs> died. He let me tell you how old he was. He died in 1956. Yeah, my man. I think I think 1800s. I think. Yes, 1880, yeah. okay. 90 something. Okay. And Scott Hall, former WWF wrestler. That's right. That's right. Scott Hall. Yeah. That's a good list. Uh, That's it. Rap stars. I got NBA Young Boy. Only reason I know that because who? Uh, these kids, they love him. He's married to. Uh, I think he's. I think he's um, the baby father of uh, what's the what's the boxer's name? Pound for pound guy. 
Floyd Mayweather? Floyd Mayweather's yeah. daughter's baby, uh, baby daddy. Mayweather's wait. got a, a daughter that uh, oh, wow. Yeah. A, may, wait. Can you imagine dating Floyd Mayweather's daughter and you go no, into the door you. for the first time? Can you imagine? Yeah, no, I would not. No, 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 yeah, no. yeah, so I think they're I think they're uh, kind of a thing. ASAP Ferg. Who? Yes, that's a good rapper. ASAP Ferg. Yep. It's not ASAP Rocky, but it's ASAP Rocky. ASAP Ferg. Yeah. ASAP Rocky is is Rihanna's baby daddy. Yeah, that is. there you go. See, Rob is a Rob is a trender. Woo! That's what I'm talking about, Rob. Come on. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, Rob. And then BG, BG from the uh, from a um. Oh, I thought you said uh, the BGs. No, BG. <laughs> uh, uh, Cash Money Millionaires. Ah. You know what I'm saying? That's you okay. know they from Cash Money Millionaires and you know, Lil Wayne and all them guys down there. Yeah. BG was that dude. So. Late 90s, man. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, uh, all right, movies. Uh, get Shorty. With your, oh, you, did you get more birthdays? Uh -huh. No, that's it. That's it. Oh, sorry. Uh, get Shorty, 1995. Yeah, good movie. Travolta yep. Uh, yep. And, and that crew. Uh, Drugstore Cowboy, it's kind of dark, but it's pretty yes. good. If you've ever yeah. seen it? Matt Great Dillon movie. in 89. That was a really good movie. That's right. I don't think Great it's enough, movie. enough love. Uh, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, who else do you have? <laughs> I don't have any other ones. You don't have any other ones? No. Uh, you have two. Wait, I got three from 2017. Right. I have uh, Boo to a Medea Halloween, Tyler Perry oh, movie. Tyler Perry. Uh, Leatherface. Leatherface. I couldn't watch that movie. I couldn't watch that dang movie. Oh, that's uh, what's that? Le Leatherface is. Um... It's like one of them Halloween movies. It's like yeah, a, it's, it's, it was like one of the remakes of the. Uh... They're supposed to be. They're supposed to be based on true uh, true stories. Yeah, was that off the Chainsaw Leather Massacre? Chain, yeah, yeah, Chainsaw yeah, Massacre. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. The Chainsaw Massacres. That's Happen exactly it's all happened in Texas. That's why I'm never living in Texas, man. Too much crazy stuff going to Texas. Yeah. They go big uh, in Texas. Did you ever, guys ever see the movie Geostorm? Yes. Yeah, that movie came out in 2017. I like that. I saw I watched it the other day. Now, here's two great movies that came out on this day. In 2006, in this movie, I love this movie, The Prestige. Yes, that's a good movie. You never saw that one, Rob? The Prestige. Who's in that? That's... Um, uh, it is sounds Hugh like Jackman? I should have. Is it Hugh Jackman? Okay. Uh, okay. You got to see that, that great movie. You have to see that movie. And the other one is this movie was I I never heard this story. I love watching movies that give you a historical perspective. Only the Brave, the Granite Mountain Hot Shots. Oh, Are you familiar that, with that one? That's a really good movie. I should have. I should. That's a hard. That that's a heartbreaking movie about the about these firefighters in Arizona. Yes. And uh, they get they get caught between his major blades in Arizona. Yeah, I don't want to give it away in case people want to see it. No, but, but yeah, those guys were just heroes, man. That's hey. that's based on a true story. Yep. Well, I got a couple more famous uh, birthdays. I'm sorry. Oh, all right, all right. Who? Uh, D Gun. D Gun. My, my, who else? <laughs> oh no, man. My uh, my former uh, my former teammate Herman Moore. Oh, oh yeah, favorite. really good okay. NFL player. Um, Dallas guy played against uh, Chad Hennings. Chad Hennings, Air Force, yeah. out of the Air Force. Dave yep. Craig. David Craig. He's David 63. Craig. Yeah, okay. Willis McGahee. Yeah, Miami. No yep. kidding. you. And then uh, Jamie Collins. Yeah, his birthday. Real good. The, line, the linebacker from uh, New England. Yep. 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 New England. No kidding. Okay. All right. Not bad. So just a couple see, more. See, people, we give you a little bit of everything. We give you sports, entertainment, and comedy, all rolled into three hours. Where else are you going to get that? But the bad thing is, we're not trying to be comical. That's the problem. <laughs> We're, not. We're trying to be serious, and you it's, got us it's laughing. Spon man. It's spontaneous comedy, is what right? Right. Yeah, but it, but it works. <laughs> yes. It's like it's like Abbott and Costello. Okay? You're absolutely right. It's like the Three Stooges. 
It helps me get through this three works. hours, bro. It, it does. Me get Thank you. Hours. I See? agree with you. It does. I told you. He, he doesn't have nearly this kind of fun on his other show that he does. I'm just saying. No, anyway. No, no, no I'm, I'm, ooh, ooh. I'm joking. High five. High five. <laughs> all, right, I'm um, all right, so a couple things. Let's start with the Sixers who do play tonight. And I want to swing it back to the Phillies uh, who play tomorrow. We sensing a win here, and the Bucks are not no easy task here. You know, I know they're banged up, but it's still Greek Freak. It's still Drew Holiday. It's still some, you know, formidable team. Considering what you saw on on Wednesday, I, I or Tuesday, I think they play well tonight. I think they win. I think you're going to see and and be more engaged. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to see them be better in their transition defense. And I think Maxi will, will get it going early in this one. But I, so I think they win. I don't think they're not rolling it over. Believe me, it's going to be tight, but I think they win. Based on what Keith Pompey said, um, you know, when he added up all the pluses and minuses, I want to see a different brand of basketball, a little bit different brand of basketball from the 76ers. Like better, what? I don't understand. Like what? Better, better defense. Okay. Better transition game. Okay. Um, and less turnovers. You know, Boston outscored them in a transition game, twenty-four to two. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see that. Oh yes, twenty-four to two. Man, and I want to see that in tonight's game. Although you know me, I'm a Bucks fan. Oh uh, right, I forgot about right. that. Right, a Bucks fan. You know, I went to go see a Bucks game last year with my brother on his birthday in uh, Milwaukee. Um, and man, that arena is phenomenal. Oh my is it, goodness, yeah. oh, that new arena they play in. I got to walk up and down the Deer District. Oh man, that was sweet. Hey, uh, did you guys get um Eddie Jones, your guy, Temple no. guy? No, no, is it his birthday? No. Eddie Jones. Oh, yeah, shame Temple's on me, own. man. Eddie I went Jones. to school with Eddie Jones. The Hooper, yeah. Did yeah, you really? Yeah, Eddie Jones and Aaron McKee and I went. were, were in the same time. And Rick Brunson were all right there at the same time. I was in classes with Eddie. Uh, I don't know what Aaron's major was or Rick, but Eddie and I were in the same. had the same major at Temple. Were you guys boys back then? No, we weren't boys. We knew yeah. each other. I, I He okay. wouldn't. He wouldn't remember me at all but okay. I, we, when we were in school together because we, we had a lot of classes together uh, yeah. okay G- good dude man eddie eddie actually went to class i can tell you that <laughs> i had to go to class yeah miss brooks that lady yeah. on the stream that's supposed to be so nice <laughs> i am so glad she set you on a straight and narrow what would you have bro, been like yeah, without seriously, her bro bro and, and and i'm telling you bro Coach Schnatter had her number on snot it's called snot coach snot yeah, had on speed on dial, my uh right? On speed dial. Let me not go to class. It wasn't those things where are you gonna have to run or nothing like that. I, I'm, I'm telling Miss Brooks, why you gotta get personal, man? That's right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? My mom didn't play, bro. Yeah. She was like, See, for me, I'm telling Sanji. I just tell Sanji. <laughs> well, I'm calling Mrs. Brooks. I'll wait till we get on the show with Mrs. Brooks. You just spill everything. I just. Is, spill that, everything. is that gonna be a segment? Yes, I'm gonna spill everything. You oh know? boy. Oh, I have a lot goodness. of pent up Mama Brooks is gonna be a, a guest on the show. Is yes. that what we're? Oh, really? Yeah, Barry, you okay with this? I'm telling you right now, if my mom was on this show, it'd be a doomsday prepping deal. That's all we should be talking about, <laughs> doomsday prepping. She's candid. She's canned everything. You you name it, she's candid. Butter, every, you name it. And canning is good stuff, dude. Bro, she could literally, there could be a war, and she would be good for three years. Oh, my God. Does that mean three you years. moving back to St. Louis to get free eats? Bro, it, it it we'd have to make way. We have to trek our way. She has more food than like probably Walmart, a super Walmart. Oh, uh, okay. All right. I don't blame her. Like you gotta it. prepare, man. No, she you got countries countries threatening each other, viruses running amok. Bro, you, know? I mean, you guys really realize that um the apocalypse they're is upon they're, they're really talking about um using nuclear weapons in Russia uh, over there with Russia, yeah. Over in Ukraine. 
That's crazy. I know, man. I know, They're man. getting their butt kicked right now. Now they want to say, "Oh, right, you want to do that? We're gonna come on, man." And you know what? You know what that means? If they start doing that, NATO jumps in, and then all of a sudden, I don't know. Yep, we're all know. in it. Yeah. Yep. So you're exactly but right. We're not here to talk war and politics. I hear you. Uh, no, but I, so I, the Sixers are four point favors uh, favorites. Uh, I would. Be. Yeah, I I think uh, I think it's gonna be right around that number, but I think the Sixers end up winning. So I, I think they beat the Bucks also. by ten. If you're gonna catch the Bucks, you better catch them while they're limping. Yeah. So I think they're gonna beat them by double digits because they were embarrassed by the Celtics. The they team, were. the team, everybody in the East is measuring themselves against. They come out of the gate and they got embarrassed by the Celtics in the opener. I think they're gonna be fired up tonight. Home crowd, sold yep. out crowd. They may they may smoke the Bucks. Bucks are down three players. They might smoke the Bucks tonight. Okay. All right. Uh, so we have, I mentioned Larry Anderson will be joining us tomorrow. Larry, uh, be calling the, the games, uh, along with Scott Fransky, who we had on, when did we have Scott on last, uh, was it Monday? What day was it Monday? I can't remember. Yep. I don't know, man. Monday they just blend in together. Monday or Tuesday. We had Scott Tuesday. We had Scott on. Uh, so they'll be calling the game and we'll be talking to LA, uh, tomorrow in anticipation for game three. See, so, yeah, the schedule is, uh, Friday night, game three, Saturday night, game four, Sunday afternoon, game five. And then we don't know. We don't know what happens beyond that uh, if it goes back to San Diego or or what in either way. So that's kind of where things are. Eagles bye week. Pittsburgh coming up next after that. The Steelers, I, I was just looking at it, in fact. I was looking at what they have, you know, aside from the Eagles. So the Steelers' upcoming schedule is uh, they get Miami this week at Miami. That's a Sunday night game. So you'll, you'll have everybody can kind of just sit back and watch and, and soak it all in uh, before they get the Eagles and then they have a bye week. That's not an easy one uh, no, for Pittsburgh no. by any stretch. Um, that's for sure, especially if Tua comes back. All yeah, right. My, so, my brother, my brother's a smart Alec. What did you Marvin I'm do? Bad? So, you know, when I had my granddaughter, Ariane, you know, yeah. uh, my, my, my oldest daughter uh, and my wife, they taped, they taped the segment of the show. Nice. She was on. So I sent it to my brother and a couple of my cousins. And my brother said, oh, she's so cute. I hope to get to see her t- before she's 21. <laughs> my brother and I, we don't get to see each other that often because, we, you know, he's cra- busy, crazy. Busy. Yeah. So we don't get to see each other. Oh, I hope I get to see her before she's 21. I said, shut up. Is that him saying you don't invite him enough to the house? Is that what that is? No, he's, he's also saying I don't go out there and visit enough as well. Ah, so yeah. a little shot. little shot by Marvin. Yeah, you know, okay. we have okay. master degrees in being smart, Alex, in this I family. I got you. I got yeah. you. All right, so don't go anywhere. You got the National Football Show with Dan Cilio and the three of us back at it tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be on it. I'll be on the National Football Show at 3.30. All right, there you go. You there you go. A little more Barrett. That's beautiful, yep. man. And I'll be on with uh, with Jeff Kerr tomorrow uh, on Good Morning NFC East. I'll be on there about seven, so seven something, man. I don't know. I'll be there. <laughs> I will be there. That's all I know. And tonight, by the way, at Screwballs in Screwball. King of Prussia at six o'clock, uh, myself, Krause, and, and the crew. So stop on out. Fun place, great food. You guys know. Send me uh, some pizza, man. I will take care of you, Gunner. I'll take all care right. of you. All right, everybody, have a great, great Thursday. Thanks for hanging with us. I want to thank Xander Krause for Derek, for Barrett. I'm Rob. It's been fun. We'll see you tomorrow at the same time. Sports Day. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. 